dead. It's the Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Welcome to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Phone number is 1-800-243-7625. We're online at WRQK.com. I'm joined this morning... Every weekday morning by Matthew Fantone. How are you this morning? Uh, pretty good. I want to start things out by shouting out. I, I'm, I'm, this is a good thing. I want to shout out uh, Mr. Tire on Tusk. Had Again. A, had a little flat tire fiasco yesterday, really? bro. Dude, it's just such a cluster F of tires in my life right, right I was going to say, dude, that's like the fifth time you've been to that place in like this year. Maybe I should stop shouting them out. Maybe that's the problem. <laughs> Maybe that's the problem. They're like, dude, Fantone will come and see us. We're going to, you know. <laughs> um, I, was, I, was, I was going to park yesterday downtown. I had to stop by an ATM. Okay. really quick just so the ATM could laugh at me uh, but so I, I pull up and I kind of like side swiped um, uh, the streets on the right you know they're one sure. way streets down there and I just kind of hit the curb and as soon as I hit that curb I heard this pop oh. and I'm like son of a bitch so can't I can't uh, blame it on the girlfriend. You know, can't blame it on anyone but you myself, did it. dude. Can't blame it on anyone. Oh, that sucks. But myself. That sucks. You're a bad driver. And I didn't know that. I, do, I feel like I'm a pretty decent driver. Of but course you do. Do you think you're good at everything? Yesterday was not an example of of such. And Apparently I mean, not. I didn't like. I didn't like jump the curb or anything. Like I like bumped. <laughs> you it. didn't go off roading it downtown. No, I mean, I, well, good I, for you. I, I wasn't kicking the dust up. I didn't have the thing lifted or anything. I just kind of like hit the curb a little bit with my right passenger tire, and as just, soon as uh, I did, just pop. Oh, well, that's terrible. So I drove it up there. Luckily, they're big fans of the show over they there. They are. They over, do listen a lot over there. Over there at Mr. Tire on Tusk, and it was greatly appreciated that they got me taken care of quickly and oh, uh, for a decent price, and, and, and thank you guys very much. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah, so it kind of sucked, but, you know, you, you roll with the punches. Are you all right? I'm all right. I think I should survive. I just, well, no, here's the thing. is like yesterday you and I off the air, and I shouldn't do this to okay. you, but, 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 but I'm going to. You and I off the air had, a, had a, like a very frank conversation, and, dude, you were like a little worried about, you know, some financial things that are coming up at your household. Well, And well, so then to throw a tire into that, like, dude, are you all right? Yes, I'm, I'm okay. okay. I'm, I'm, I mean, okay. listen, I'm barely okay, but I'm okay. okay. See, that's what I wanted to know. But uh, it, it really has, over the past month, been a little bit. I just feel like a lot of financial bombs have just gone off in my life. In all, a row for you, they have. It all started uh, with with when my girlfriend decided to change jobs, and she she went through a little bit. Needed of, to happen though, right? It went. She went through a little bit of an unemployment phase there, and About a uh, month, right? And and yeah, that is a, a a hell of a sucker punch when it comes to your finances. Oh yeah, absolutely. You think you have a really clear picture of like, all right, here's what we're gonna do for Christmas, and here's what we're gonna do, and then all of a sudden it's, it's like, like well, it's only three checks still homeless. Wow, wow. It, it, it goes to show, and we talked about it during the long haul against hunger we all think that oh, we're like God, yeah. we all think that we're very like oh we've got this taken care of no. i'm good with no you don't know all one one bad thing no. happens in your entire life absolutely dude i already have the cardboard sign written out <laughs> it's just in the closet <laughs> All right, I need to uh, I, I I need to start the program with some honesty. Okay. Okay. Because right. I I feel like the only way out is through. The only way I'm going to feel better is if I just get this off my chest. Okay. okay? I all right. This job's not all that hard. Okay. No, not at all. But what it does require is that you read a little bit and that you create an outline for what it is you want to do and just don't fly into it and go. Right, oh well, you know, just we'll figure it out in the moment. Like you kind of have to build an outline. Oh yeah, I mean it, it's you rundown know, is what it's called. It's not scripted or anything like no. that, but a general you know like, itinerary. I want to talk about this here. I want to talk about this here. I want to talk about this here. Maybe there's a few notes off to the side about each particular thing. Whatever helps a lot. And so I normally have that all written down in a notebook. A lot of guys will do it digitally and email it to mm-hmm. themselves. This and that. I'm mm-hmm. a little old school. I like mm-hmm. pen on paper and that whole thing. Even though I have like the worst handwriting ever, like a small child with maybe a disease. Like I have the worst like handwriting ever. But like normally I have like an outline and I write like a plan out, okay? 
And I did this all pretty early last night, went to bed really early last night, woke up at 4 o'clock this morning, feeling very confident about this program. Okay. Okay? Then I'm starting to drive here, and I look over in my uh, passenger seat in my car where normally the outline is, and I look and I realize, oh my God, no notebook. So I, right now, am without the flight plan. Okay? Now, I'm no Sully, so you're not getting a soft landing in the Hudson. Okay, we're going to crash today, but I'm confident most of you will live. Like, I feel like most of us are going to be okay. There's going to be a few casualties. Ken probably going to be out. That guy hates us anyway. Yeah, He's yeah. probably going to be out. But I, uh, so I, again, like I always say, I like to be honest about what's going on. And dude, I got to be honest. Can you hear it? I'm a little freaked out over the fact that it's like, oh my God, my really good plans at home and I don't know what to do. I think I already have the answer for this. Oh God. But <laughs> oh, I bet you don't. Well, no, but like. <laughs> I mean, you know, a big thing about writing things down is it really does help it implant into your memory, and you you don't. Oh, that's have, not just my learning disability. You don't. I, you oh. don't. You don't have. Oh, good. Yeah, that's why. That's why. Like, if you take notes via hand versus like typing them, you're going to remember them a lot yeah, more. Yeah, I, I definitely do. If that. you read something like an actual physical book versus like on your Online? Kindle, yeah, yeah, you're going to remember things a lot that's more. That's so true for me. Um, it's true across the board. Is that right? Has yeah. there been studies? So I didn't you, know. So, so you can't. You don't have like a. Oh, I kind of remember where this was, and I kind of remember, but the. Well, answer to this well, is short-term memory loss. Well, that's Where'd just it. Go? Where'd it go? That's just it. A buddy of mine came over yesterday, had this thing he didn't want anymore, was selling it for a halfway decent amount of money, and ever since, like, I don't know where things are. What? Where? When? What? I don't know what happened. So, dude, I, you know, I got a bunch of stuff wrong with me. I hear it's medicinal. <laughs> and so I was like, all right, well, I want to feel better. Let's figure this out. Here's things. Okay. So seriously, here's what I'm just, again, <laughs> when the oxygen masks come down from the overhead cabin, make sure to put yours on first before assisting a another listener okay. and we'll all get through this together all right good news is we are going to talk to canton charge player quinn cook nine o'clock this morning for those of you that have not heard matthew fantone is now the new arena in host uh like uh well all right what's the official i always like just stretch this title out because i just want to be nice to you what's the title i don't know what it is either in game God, they didn't tell you you don't have a business card there's in, no it's called in game host in-game host. In-game host, Like yeah. the guy that throws the t-shirts at your kids. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll be uh, I'll be doing player announcements. I'll be doing uh, like the timeouts. You know, there's a timeout. And they're yeah. like, oh, it's time for the can repository. Can they make it? Can they make it in the basket? Yes. I'll, yeah, and I'll do stuff like that. Tell you everything's brought to you by Smoke the Burger Joint. You know, things things of that nature. Oh. When do I get brought smoke the burger joint? <laughs> Actually, you know what? They listen in there a, a, a lot, too. That manager in there is a right. listener, and uh, they, they, they've always actually been really good to us. Um, really burgers like. are great. Fries are great. But smoke yeah. the burger joint, those milkshakes, dude. Oh, I haven't had that. Oh, dude. 11 o'clock. I know what you're going to be doing later this afternoon. <laughs> 11. That's funny. That's funny, dude. We're done at 10. Oh, they don't open to 11, right? Yeah, you got to be patient. So All right. Yeah, no, I'll turn the key. <laughs> dead and Company's coming to Blossom June 28th. Uh, if you're unaware, it's like the Grateful Dead, and then they throw John Mayer in there. And uh, we'll have those tickets for you at 745. We'll be right back with more Sansbury Show. Hang on. Hey, guys, you got Sansbury here for High Voltage Indoor Karting. You can find them in Medina. They're just minutes from the square located in the old foundry building, or you can find them online at highvoltagekarting.com. That's highvoltagekarting.com. High Voltage is Ohio's first, fastest, and longest indoor electric go-karting track in the state of Ohio. They have the best carts in the business. You're hitting speeds of around 50 miles per hour. And with the family looking to come into town for the holiday season, take them to do something a little bit different and a lot of fun. Check out more info at highvoltagekarting.com. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We'll talk to uh, Canton Charge player Quinn Cook, 9 o'clock on the program. 
Dead and Company tickets up for grabs 745-1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need for those. Just heard a rat there, and I said to Phantom during the song, I said, you know these guys are in a heated battle, right? Phantom looks across the board at me and goes, no, of course not. (laughs) (laughs) And he starts making fun of the song. As in the middle of it, you hear them, he goes, yeah, Yeah. you know, in the middle of the song. And I was like, you know, what are these guys so excited about? The fact that they're wearing bright blue spandex? No, seriously. Okay. uh, Do you not know the rat and roll news? All right. Well, here it comes. Here it comes. I do not. The rat and roll news. Uh, apparently Steven Piercy, the lead singer of Rat, has a version of Rat that's out there. Like, right? But is it Bobby Blotzer, for Christ's sake? Is 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 the drummer of Rat? And apparently he has a rat out there. And they're like in battle about who's going to tour. And Steven Piercy's like, yeah, no, we're rat, and anybody who's not in this rat isn't really rat. And then Bobby Blotzer's like, no, Steven Piercy doesn't know what he's talking about. We're hitting the road and we're gonna we're gonna pack rooms and it's like the both of you together probably couldn't sell two thousand tickets. Yeah, are, dude, are there not enough rib burnoffs in the country right now? Are, right, you know, are, are there not? All right, we might fairs? we might want to ease it back a little. This show might land at the Hard Rock Roxino. And I ain't lying, dude. Steven Piercy brings rat, and I can go. I'd probably go. But I understand why you weren't like paying attention to the rat and roll news. No, at blabbermouth. No. Okay. All right. You know, I just you know sometimes I don't think before I say things to Fantone. During songs and stuff, I'm like, dude, do you know about this? <laughs> he just looked at me like, dude, why do you know about that? Who would know about that? The guys <laughs> why in the do you want to know, know about, about this? That? Right. So welcome back to the program. I, uh, I, I, have, uh, I have been made to feel bad about myself from a listener. I took a beating yesterday okay. online. I made a mistake. And uh, for some reason, a lot of times I'm like, ah, I don't care what people think, whatever. And But every once in a while, like something will sit with me and I'll feel like because they're kind of right and I'll just, and it, and it eats at me all night. And something's been eating at me since yesterday. Sucks when it happens. When right. you know you messed up, somebody called you out on it and you have right. to deal with it now. You're right, dude. It's really easy for us to kind of sit in our golden tower of broadcasting and just, oh, dude, we're perfect. We're great. We're the best show around. No, I totally messed up. And then when somebody calls you out, it sucks. And it was man. so basic. Okay. So I posted this video of R. Kelly up at WRQK.com. Okay. And it was a great video of R. Kelly because this woman in the front row just reaches out and grabs what I'm sure she thinks it well it was the best part of R. Kelly. And she gets herself like a full on handful. Because well it's R. Kelly and there's a full on handful to be had. Probably too. Are we just gonna take a moment to appreciate Kells? I don't know. I mean, he peed on kids. So, oh, yeah, I forgot so, about so, that. So probably, good call, good call. So, so probably not a whole lot. Kind of forgot about peeing Pro- on that fifteen-year-old. <laughs> probably not gonna appreciate him a whole lot. But is this a good song? Yes. I mean, I'll, I'll meet you there. But there's this video of this like, woman reaching out. Okay. And so part of our job is to create web hits for the radio station. WRQK.com. WRQK.com. Right. That's part of our job. So, like, I was like, all right, well, there's, here's a video of a man being groped on stage. Just so, you know, obviously people will want to, you know, check this out. So I post it. And I had used the word female in the post. And I was typing fast. And I was like, you know, scheduling posts. So they start, you know, they stagger throughout the day when they go up and whatever. And I had misspelled female real quickly as I was typing along. And I checked Facebook from home. And somebody had written this guy Steve written in and goes, dude, will you get on your web department and make sure stuff like this doesn't happen? You, this makes you guys look Bush League. And I was like, well, it wasn't the web department. It was me. And I started looking at it and I was like, I was like, oh my God, he's right. This is 
oh my god, like I did this, it looks awful. And for some reason, like I said, most days I'd be like, ah, whatever, I don't care what people think. But that like stuck with me. So then I like grabbed my laptop, which is honestly not something you really want to power on in the middle of the day. And I tried to get into our admin site to, like, to, to fix it from home. And I realized I don't have the right access anymore because I changed machines. And you have to have like this place like, okay. So I couldn't fix it from home. And I started looking at the clock. I'm like, all right, well, I'll just go back to the office. I'll just go back to the office. I'll go into the studio real quick. It'll be five minutes. I'll be in and out. And I started looking at it. And I was like, well, it's three o'clock. I'm supposed to meet somebody at four to go back and forth. And I allowed my laziness to not let me fix it until this morning when I walked into the door. And I feel terrible. And I'm carrying it. So you throw, you mix that in with, oh my God, I forgot the plan at home. And I just, dude, I got to tell you, I'm 0 for 2 in the count. It's, dude, I'm deep in the count. It's not good. Now, when you say there was a misspelling, did you spell female F E M A I L? No. Or was it just like a typo? There was a typo, like two of the letters were like in the wrong position. Dude, typos are completely different than misspellings. That's it. I, I, oh. I understand. Either way, oh. it's, it's a mistake. Took 630. 6.30, December 7th, 2016, Fanto gets to my back, finally, once, oh my god, normally the operator of the dump truck that runs me over. Oh, it, I like it. It, 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 it uh, it's, it's a typo, not a misspelling. Okay. So, I, listen, oh, I'm off the hook. Still a mistake. Still like, okay, something that needs to there be it is. fixed. There it is. But Didn't at the end, of, end of the day, this isn't something you should be carrying with you, dude. Sometimes the fingers get a little excited. And, uh, you know, mistakes happen. Dude. Okay. It's, it's not right. like a misspelling. If you would have spelled it F-E-M-A-I-L like that. Like I didn't yes. know how to spell it? Then yes, okay. dude. I would be coming at you. That guy should be coming at you. Your second grade teacher should be coming at you. But Dead, it, I would have <laughs> Jeez. But at this point, dude, I mean, that was a typo. A little bit. Of, you got to give a buffer zone there. All right. All right. Uh, well, I like it. New system there. That's America. Dude, you didn't make it up to the standard? Screw it. We'll lower the standard. You, you get an A. Based, I like it. Based on how many mistakes we make on this show on a daily, regular basis. What are you talking about? How, how on earth are we going to get has upset this, about one typographical error? Has this program not been <laughs> flawlessly broadcasted for three straight years? Riddled with facts? Knowledge? Power even? Mm-hmm. No? No. Well, some people some people might disagree. Wow. That whole denial thing. It is. It's a, <laughs> wow, that, dude, that is a powerful ride that, that denial is. We have reached a point in society where I would imagine, Phantom, that everybody under the age of like 50 is probably like manicured below the belt, right? Like everybody kind of like tightens up, like cleans up the pubic area. That's one of my favorite things about living in the current times. Everybody always talks about I was like, born in the wrong era. That's stupid. Do you know what they were doing with their pubic hair? Yeah, back my dad then? was pulling it out of his teeth. Nothing. They did nothing. And yeah, I'm very glad that I live in this era. Okay, well, yeah, I, I figure right now, okay. I, if you're not having like a ton of like consistent steady sex, like I'll get a little lazy every now and again and be like, ah, we'll go a couple of weeks there of course. or whatever, right? But they say now that people who shave or trim their pubic hair are 80% more likely to contract an STD. 80% more likely. Now, see, I would have thought no, because a lot of the STDs, like sexually transmitted diseases that were like real popular when I was growing up, like clung onto hair, like crabs and the like. That's where they live, right? And so, like normally, you'd have to shave the a lot of the hair and throw out the couch when somebody got the crabs, right? So, like I didn't think I, I never thought of well, if you shave it down, you're going to get more STDs. Yeah, but that's the that's the 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 the, the JV squad of 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 venereal disease. Is that so, right? Yeah, dude. I mean, crabs isn't you know. It, is that still a thing? 
thing? I believe it's still a thing. Of course, I'm going to assume that people still have pubic lice, but like that. That's gross. Well, of course. I mean, <laughs> dude, any infestation on your body is not going to necessarily be the most attractive of things. Um, but I don't think this is necessarily, I don't think it has anything to do with the fact that. 80% it, more likely to get an STD. I, I don't think it has anything to do with the fact that your genitals are now shaved. It's just that if you're going to be out there having promiscuous sex, looking to get laid on a regular basis, you're probably taking care of your uh, of, of pubic hair. Well, they say epidermal micro uh, micro tears okay. allow for easier okay. transfer of STDs. Like the closer you get blades and stuff towards that area, like you're okay. ripping skin open that you don't realize that you are. And so things, you know what I mean, kind of like, well, you know, that was just shaved today and so was that. And now this is still kind of open and that's kind of open. And you know what I mean? Like, let, let, you know. We don't all know how everything works down there. I think just like um, you said, you know, people who haven't gotten laid in a while, but I think sometimes it's also people who are in a relationship for a while might not be the highest priority, but I can certainly say that like when single, it was much more of a priority because you're like, oh, I'm going out tonight. Who knows? Oh, yes, definitely. So I think it's just when when you're out there, when you're out there shaving your junk, it's probably much more likely that you're trying to have. Oh, yeah. I mean, both things obviously exist as true at the same time. They say if you do like extreme groups. Like the Brazilian waxing, yeah. and like that, you're four, like you're four times more likely than that. Even that that, that, that it continues to go up. So we're evolutionary. Are we going to see like? And now this is like the first one of these I'm reading. Now you're, this is going to start coming out more and more and more as BuzzFeed and Elite Daily and Maxim and all these places need clicks and need stories and all this stuff. We're going to start to hear about more and more of these studies. Do you think are we going to see? I mean, there's a little bit of a pubic hair revival in pornography. Like there's something now about where it's like apparent. And I, look, I'm not judging, but there seems to be a group of dudes out there that love to see like these some of these girls with like full on. I mean, obviously well, there's people with that fetish. Well. Of course, and I, you know, I mean, there's. Are, a, are we going to go back the other way? I think there's a lot of people too who, honestly, if you've been with, you know, if you've been married for thirty years, this is all very bizarre to you. You were never in the dating scene when it was like, hey, and I don't know when it was, probably like, I don't know, mid nineties, late nineties, something like that, where all of a sudden it was just like everybody's okay. doing this. All right, see, all right. I, I, so I'm glad you brought this up, right? Because as I'm forty, all right, now normally I have dated women a little bit younger than me, right? But as I'm meeting women here. Now, living here a few years, you start to meet more people, whatever. You know, you start to meet people your age or, or whatever, and you start scheduling dates and the like. So, and these women are recently divorced or whatever, and this and that. And so, when I now go out with a woman who is like age appropriate, as you always like to say it for me, I do. I think about it. I'm like, well, this is reinsertion back into the dating pool. Like, I wonder what this is going to be. Like, it's always like, I feel like a lot of times when I'm across the dinner table that I'm playing pubic hair roulette. <laughs> like, I, like, I, you know what I mean? And unfortunately, there's, dude, that one shell in that gun is bad news because what do you do in that moment? Like, if you're, if you're in that moment and you just back away, then you're like the ultimate. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, no second date at that point. That <laughs> is, it's done. No, but. and you're not dating any of her friends because she's going to run around and tell everybody. But I, I don't know. If or you, maybe I, not. I don't know if you want that second date to happen at that point. I guess, you know, I, do I think there's going to be a revival of like full throttle, not taking care of it? No. Do I think there will be a revival of like, hey, there's some on top or, you know, landing yeah, strip. yeah, you know, I mean, there's a million different ways to do it. But I think at this point, we've gone far enough down the uh, the, the body hygiene road where is it's like, right? dude, I, I don't. I mean, I don't think it's it, it, nobody wants it to go all the way back to 1970s. Nobody takes care of anything. Right. I mean, like a vast majority of people can't think that. 
No, I mean, honestly, uh, I, I will say this. Uh, my penis definitely gets more fresh air in the non-70s, below-the-belt afro uh, uh, you know, system. I, uh, I, I would not fare well in that system. We're going to put a pin in body, uh, in, 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 in body management and what we're doing with genitals. Because, again, at 830, we're getting right back into this region for a whole nother okay. reason. Dudes are doing something. Uh, dude, at eight thirty, guys are doing something down in that region that I just have to question a great deal. We'll do that together. Although now, Phantom, get ready as I believe. Uh, well, my bags are packed. I'm leaving. Uh, I'll be gone a week. I, I uh, well, yeah, I, I, I gotta go. I gotta take a like an impromptu vacation. I'll tell you all about it when we get back next. Hang on. One zero six nine. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock One Zero Six Nine. Join us at nine o'clock as we'll talk to Canton Charge player Quinn Cook. As uh, your charge, take on the Texas Legends tonight, Civic Center. Fantone, the in arena host. So we'll talk to Quinn Cook a little later on the program. Uh, do I have this right? He went to Duke. Correct. And he was a pretty solid college player. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Quinn Cook was a really good player for the Blue Devils. I hear one of the better NBA D League players. Oh, no doubt about it. I would uh, I'd put him near the top of the charge list, and I'd definitely put him on the NBA, NBA D League All Star team, if you ask me. Awesome. I have some interesting questions for him uh, about the type of league that he's in, developmental and the like. I have some questions about that. So we'll do that with Quinn Cook at 9 a.m. this morning. Also, dead and company tickets up for grabs 745. So I was pretending like I wasn't all excited. Okay. But now as December 16th gets a little closer and closer and closer, I'm starting to get pumped about the Star Wars movie. Ah. Right? Starting to get a little more pumped about it. Ah. There's something about this franchise. You know, I don't I, I, I don't know what it is. I mean, obviously, you go back to the kid and you learn to love it as a child and it's kind of in you forever. But, like, there are a bunch of stuff that I learned to love as a kid that now I don't. Like, Transformers was something I loved as a kid. I don't really care about those movies now. They're all right, but they feel very long and not necessarily my thing. But there's something about the Star Wars that really did like hold on to me pretty tight. Speaking of Transformers movies, you can check out the trailer for the new one, WRQK.com. Oh, is that right? Yeah, just put it up there. Okay. I will look into that. See, because like a Transformers trailer, I would like. It's short. Like The movies always feel very long to me. I wonder if there's going to be a lot of explosions. <laughs> and then you throw Mark Wahlberg in one, and yeah. that was weird. And No, he's what? in this one, too. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh. Interesting. I think Anthony Hopkins is as well. Really? Yeah. In the Transformers movie? Yeah, dude. These are, I mean, dude, these are huge I mean, movies. they're the biggest, yeah, yeah. I mean, all these types of franchises are the movies to be in. And if you want to make money as an actor and you can get on in Avengers or the Guardians of the Galaxy or Transformers Welcome or Star Welcome to your career Wars, back. Dude, just making money for the rest of your life. If you were like, like in radio, they're called recurrent records that were big like, you know, a few years ago and now all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, that's back. Like an actor can do that if you mm-hmm. like, if you play like a third role in a movie like that. You're absolutely right. So I'm getting excited about this new Star Wars movie, Rogue One. And uh, apparently now I, I, I'm excited to you know talk about this. Is there's a Florida file that I can get behind? Okay. As Epcot down there in Florida held a an event on Monday to celebrate the release of Rogue One, and I feel like everybody knew this was coming. They've kind of reworked that ball in Epcot to be the Death Star from Star Wars. Smart. Right? You spent $4 billion on this franchise. $4 billion. Just doesn't seem like enough, man. If I were Star Wars, I would have I doubled it for sure. $4 billion, that's it for Star Wars? 
Eh, it just seems like, dude, you, you just bought. What makes you say that? I don't, because I'm not looking for an argument. It's just like, man, that's all. I mean, dude, like at some point you got to draw a line, right? Yeah, but like, look at, look at like uh, what Instagram got sold for. And look at what, like, there's, there's just so many other things where it's like, I don't know. The Browns cost a billion dollars and that's the Browns. We're talking about Star Wars, dude. We're talking about Star Wars. Like, how how is it only $4 billion? Is your argument that Star Wars is more popular than an NFL? Oh, than oh, any one particular yeah. any one particular NFL outlet. Oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe not the league as a whole, but any one frame. Okay, yes. You're, you'd be right about that for sure. Okay. And I mean, just think about, like, how much more you can do with Star Wars than you could with an NFL team. It just, dude, it just seems like you you bought for $4 billion the ability to print money. And obviously, you can you can make your $4 billion back pretty quick there. A friend of mine, and I say that kind of loosely, we, uh, you know, we're really kind of online friends. I mean, we've met a handful of times in person. We share a bunch of mutual friends, but she's a cosplay chick. Um, she's known in that world as, like, Ms. Poison, I think. Um, pretty Poison or whatever. Name's Casey. Cassie. She's a nice girl, but she's like Star Wars obsessed. And like I always say, like Star Wars Day should be renamed after her and that whole thing because it totally should. She's so totally in the cosplay thing, super hot, bunch of tattoos, that whole thing. But her and her husband went down to uh, the Disney park after they added all that Star Wars stuff. And her pictures looked amazing. I mean, amazing. They did such a good job with all that. And now that, like, yeah, now that Epcot's going to be Death Star related and all this stuff, dude, I legitimately, all joking aside, am thinking about taking like a solo vacation down to Florida to, because the other thing that Disney has down there at their parks that's fantastic is the golf. So as much as it's going to be about kids and all this stuff, I feel like if I go online and do the Star Wars package and then two days while I'm there, play a couple of the good golf courses right there, that might not be a bad vacation for me. Um, I know they are. Uh, Did I just sound really lonely? I know. Because, <laughs> God, I didn't even realize it. I know they are uh, redoing Epcot as a whole to make it more like the other parks. So if they're going to make that Star Wars central, I'm going to tell you maybe you should wait a year or two and kind of let that develop and let that, that kind right? of happen before, you know, because I mean, let's be real. This Rogue One isn't even like the second installment in this trilogy, this new trilogy. No, they're starting a new option. Uh, right. So, I mean, I would wait till the... Well, by that math, what I should do then for me... Sorry to cut you off there, but by that math, what I should do is wait for the new Han Solo franchise to start coming out, because that's where all the real fandom for me comes from. Millennium Falcon, you're Han, you got that big dumb thing that doesn't talk as you're like, you know what I mean? <laughs> as your right-hand man. Those or, movies are all about Han Solo. Or, or... And Boba Fett. Maybe you shouldn't be looking at Disney as a vacation option as it's a all single Star Wars. year old man. It's all Star Wars. I'm thinking about asking Paul Stanley to go with me. <laughs> I wonder if he'll hold hands with me while we're in the Millennium Falcon. I'm telling you, man, Disney was smart. This was smart. Because you're going to, because you know what? I may or may not go, but you know who is going to go? The guy my age who's married with two young kids who's like, you know what? There's Disney, so we can always take the kids to Disney. And now there's like Star Wars. I'll go. And now you're going to get this whole new generation of kids because their dads are forcing their love of things like our generation did with football. <laughs> And now, like, you're going to get this whole new, like, you know, sea of fans out of it. So smart. Yeah. I mean, why do they keep remaking everything? Remember? Because we keep paying money for it. Absolutely. We're like, hey, take our dollars. Absolutely. I may go, dude. Golf, Star Wars, summertime. My mom's not there. I like it. There's a lot of upsides to Epcot. A lot of it. All right. For those of you that think 
we talk a little bit too much about LeBron James, you want to avoid the radio next. We're getting into LeBron again. Hang on. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show on Rock 106.9. We'll talk to uh, basketball player Quinn Cook, Canton Charge player, 9 a.m. on the program. Uh, Fantone, your new in-arena host for the Canton Charge. So we're kind of hoping that leads to more of those kind of interactions with that uh, with that cha- uh, with that Charge roster and this program, more importantly, that Canton Charge girl roster and this program. Yeah, I'll be getting my Ahmad Crump on later tonight. Canton Civic Center, 7 o'clock, it all goes down. That makes all the sense of the world, because I'm not crazy about that dude either. So it kind of makes sense that you're one of those. Fire him! No, 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 no. Good at what he does. It's I'll just, take over. That whole thing isn't necessarily what I kind of need, but I understand its position. I do. I totally get it. It's just not necessarily for me. So we'll talk to Quinn Cook. Uh, a lot of Trump stuff in the news today, obviously. President-elect uh, never failing to make the news there. Uh, and uh, keeping with the basketball theme, I'm sure you know of this. Uh, some of you uh, may know, may not. LeBron James and uh, the Cavaliers are in New York. Uh, they're going to play the Knicks, I believe, later this evening. Correct. And the whole story is, and this like started a little bit yesterday, and people were asking me about it, but it kind of broke out later in the afternoon, that, tr- uh, that LeBron and company, some of the Cavs, not going to stay at the Trump Hotel. I don't know if it's all of them or not or whatever. And, you know, I had a couple of listeners ask me yesterday, you know, how do you feel about this? How do you feel about this? And it, I didn't really feel one way or the other about it. Um, LeBron James has a ton of power, a ton of influence, and if you want to use your influence this way, I'm totally okay with it. I, I have long said, people who run businesses, just kind of let them be who they are and let the market decide what happens, Right. If there's enough, if they're doing the wrong thing, then you'll be shut down. Now, and of course, in extreme circumstances, and you know, this night you step in and you kind of handle it or whatever. But in most things, whatever. LeBron doesn't agree with Trump's politics. He doesn't want to stay at the hotel. And people always say, well, what's the right way to protest? Well, if you ask me, this is it. LeBron's got a lot of influence this way. Okay? So if he doesn't want to spend his money with Donald Trump, I totally get it. I'm okay with it. It's a million hotel chains. Now, you're going to have to get a magnifying glass out because, you know, Trump's in bed with a lot of these hotel chains. But, you know, LeBron's got people. I'm sure they figured it out and found one that he's not tied to. They're going to stay there. And I'm totally OK with it. I would assume you're totally behind this decision as you're, you know, not a Trump supporter, huge LeBron fan. And I know you believe in Americans right to, you know, do what they want to do. Yeah. A fan of common sense there. Um, I don't understand what the outrage was about. Obviously, LeBron uh, not a Trump supporter. He nope. was he was open full up, on in the Hillary camp. R- did events for Hillary. Um, it's not like LeBron was disrespectful in any fashion. It's not like he came out and said, "Yo, f Donald Trump. I'm not that. Not my president." Blah blah blah. If you want to make the decision, and obviously, you know, it's America. You you have the right to make that decision. I don't understand what people got so worked up about. Okay, well, neither do I. But I found myself listening to a little afternoon radio yesterday. Okay. I don't do it a lot, but every once in a while I will. And a buddy of mine that I came up in the radio business with, he was there much uh, before I was, but known the area around is Seth the Barbarian. He and I go back a long way. Seth and I are buddies. And Seth now works for Mike Trevisano. Okay. So every now and again, I'll turn Triv on and, you know, take a listen to what my buddy's doing and, you know, right. just kind of support there, right? So I was listening a little bit yesterday. And they got into the LeBron not staying at, you know, the Trump hotels. And Triv is full on a Trump supporter. (gasps) Shocker. Oh, did you not know that? No, of course. I mean. Full on Trump supporter. 
And he kind of went into the, well, don't spend your money with LeBron James. Don't spend your money. And he, dude, he was going as far as to call him a goof. Like, I mean, dude, he was, there was full-on name-calling. I mean, that is the counterpunch, though, is that if you... Don't go to the game. If you feel so vehemently that Le, that LeBron is 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 a terrible person or that his, you know, decision to not to support the president-elect is, you know, it's that bad, then you have your voice as right. well. right. And he kind of, you know, called the audience. He said, look, now you're not going to do that because you're a sucker. And he went into P.T. Barnum, the whole, you know, the sucker born every minute. And he said, you know, you're going to continue to kiss LeBron James's ass, you know, blah, blah, blah. He really felt like what LeBron is saying by not staying at the hotel is, is saying to Trump supporters, don't come to the games because we don't agree. And then they went in, and this may be a little far, I don't know, because I don't know what the factories are like and this and that. But they went into the, you got to be careful when you start opposing things, when you are in bed with a company like Nike who uses, they, they claim slave labor in other parts of the country. And I don't know what Nike's business practices are. I don't know. But my guess is, are they making shoes cheaply by, by exploiting rules around the world? My guess is probably yes. I don't know. Okay? I don't know for sure, but my guess is yes. And, and so his whole thing is, is like, well, if you're LeBron, you got to be careful. And I think it brings up an interesting point. I, leave any one particular athlete celebrity out of it. But overall, this does bring up a conversation of online, this whole Twitter movement of like, look at me, I'm a good person. Like, we're going to we're going to start doing things the right way, start to move the country. What we feel is in the right direction. I totally get it. I'm behind it. But it, they bring up an interesting question of like. You got to be careful of how far you go because at some point, if you're making a ton of money, somebody somewhere is being taken advantage of for you to make that money. And if you're going to shine a light over here, the light's going to be shined back at you. And you're only going to be able to be so clean is my point, no matter how good you are. Right? Um, yeah, I mean, you have to remember all these companies don't have the president elect sitting at the head of them. So there, I think that's I think that changes the dynamic of whether you know uh, what's his name from Nike, Phil Knight, isn't going to he's not he's not going to be the president of the United States of America. So I think you you realize though that a lot of people listening just heard you split hairs, and that's uh, for them that's not well, I mean, acceptable, right? We're gonna get down into splitting hairs territory here because you're right. I mean, yeah, Nike's using you know cheap labor from you know Malaysia, but so is Trump clothing lines. You know what I mean? So no matter what, and if, you, and if you're endorsing Apple, you, there's people over in China jumping out of the, uh, the factory windows right now because they're getting right. paid seven cents an hour. So yeah, I mean, if, if we're going to get down into like nitty gritty there, there's going to have to be some nuance of like, well, well you know. Well, that's his point though, is like, it, it's like, I, I believe what Tripp's point was is that you get credit, you get bonus. If you're on like LeBron's side of the politics, but if you do it against him the other way, now you're considered to be wrong and, and, and evil. And there's something to that. Now, I don't care where LeBron stays. I don't care. You don't want to spend your money with Trump? Fine. Don't do it. Fine. Whatever. Doesn't bother me one way or the other. But it does bring an interesting point for this new breed of athlete, this new era of athlete where, where you want to start moving the country in the right way. And I, dude, thank God somebody needs to. But there does need to be a little, you got to be careful how far you go because you're going to be in the spotlight next. Right. But I mean, you're always going to be able to get into a conversation of like, well, should we even try it all then? Because if right. everything's not perfect, then I why even bother trying? You I know? get that. His again, he went again. Trivisano went into like, look, I didn't boycott anywhere for eight years when Democrats were controlling things. Why are people doing this now? And 
Look, now, but, I, the more you listen to that interview, the more you listen to that segment, the more I was like, oh, dude, now I know how he won. This whole, like, I'm afraid of things, it, it's real. But why didn't you boycott something for eight years? If you felt so passionately that Obama was going to ruin the country and that certain, you know, corporations and certain companies dude, were behind him being elected into office and having this power, why didn't you? Why wouldn't you? Why, I mean, why, my, my guess is his answer would be that it wasn't going to move the needle enough. I, I, I mean, I guess if, if... Which is, I guess, Triva admitting that he doesn't have the influence that LeBron James does, well, which, of course, he should realize that. And, and, and that. I mean, he's an influential guy. He's got power up there in Cleveland, but he's not LeBron James powerful. If that's the mindset, I mean, it, well, I didn't get there immediately. Well, you don't win the Super Bowl immediately. You have to practice first. You, you know, you have to get a first down. You ha- you, okay. you know, so you, I feel like that's a pretty bunk explanation of like, well... It wouldn't move the needle, and it's like, well, that all you can do, all you can do, is use your voice. Just because it's not loud enough to be heard, doesn't mean you should stop talking. They also got into, you know, the NBA wants to boycott, you know, Trump hotels because of the politics, but yet they're going to go play in China. And you want to talk about an oppressive culture and a government that oppresses people, and, and it's like, there's now again, do I care if the NBA plays in China? Not even a little bit, but there's a little hypocrisy there. Dude, he went so far as to like go back into the, well, you know, Obama's what divide. Why is the country divided? It was eight years of Obama. All he did was divide the country and went so far as to say he's not even an American. He went back into that. I was like, wow. Wow. It's just interesting. You know, I just, you know, I, I knew when I heard that yesterday, I was like, I don't care where they stay. But when I, when I heard Trump, or, or sorry, Triv, Say he was going to get into it. I was like, well, I know what it takes. I know he's going to be on the other side of this. And I thought they brought up some interesting points. Not enough for me to boycott a Cavaliers game, but there's something to the other side of it. Bigger, bigger question here, I guess, is at what point in this presidency does it stop becoming about uh, victory lapping and pointing out hypocrisies of the left and holding Donald Trump accountable to what the expectations are of the right? I'm sorry. One more time. I was at, reading. Sorry. At what point in this in this you know next four years does it stop being about pointing out the hypocrisies of the left and start you know becoming about holding Trump up to the expectations of the right? Well, I think a lot of the expectation of the right is to highlight the hypocrisy of the left to solidify where your point is. That's the end game. I don't know if it's the end game, but it's it's definitely going to be a vehicle to which they use to reach the end game for sure. I think any side would do that. Stop uh stop stop pointing at what like oh yeah, well you cry about things. Start pointing at what Trump's doing good. Start like Well, they hey. try and then everybody then goes like he can't win for losing. You know what I mean? They try to do that and maybe it's uh, he's not doing well enough. I I don't know. But when, when they do try to go, hey, look, he's doing this, he's doing this, that's great. Everybody goes, yeah, but that's not really him, it's this. Now, that's going to be any president. Right, Okay. right. It's going to be any president. But what I'm saying is, is that when they try to highlight things he's doing right, it doesn't catch the news. Because let's be honest, most of the news does lean a little left. It does. A lot of it. The stuff people pay attention to. Well, but the people on the right, outside of Fox. Mike Trevisano, you know, the, the news of the right, these, these talking heads of the right, when do you stop? Pointing out the left, the the, the 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 fallacies of the left, and when do you start? Well, there's no ratings in that. Well, I mean, I mean there's I, no ratings in that. Uh, so 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 then you can't come up with this. Oh, the media's all crooked. No, I, mean, I dude, I said. Remember, I was the guy last week that said you can't blame the media. Can't blame the media. The media is going to give you what gets the ratings. What gets the ratings is the negative. Welcome to that. 
you know, I'm hearing from Twitter that this makes LeBron James look petty. I, I see. I think that's going to be your opinion if you disagree with his stance to stay at the Trump Hotel. I think people that support this are going to look at it and say, no, that's what leadership looks like. It all depends on where you're at and how this plays optics wise for you. LeBron's smart enough to think about it, like whether or not it's going to be all the way around. And he's decided to be a different player than Michael. Michael was like, dude, Republicans buy shoes. LeBron's willing to risk it. LeBron's willing to risk the people who are like, you know what? I'm not going to buy your shoes because you're politics. And chances are, if you're somebody who's saying that, that you're going to not buy LeBron James's stuff because of his, his politics, you weren't going to buy it anyway. And he knows that. So who cares if, you, if you're vocal about the fact that you're not going to buy it? He doesn't care. It's also the most global celebrity on the face of the planet right now. But, you know, as a guy who says, ah, don't protest in the street, let people drive to work and all that stuff. Well, what should they do? This. This is what you do. Somebody's politics are this. Let the market decide whether or not they stay in business. Something tells me LeBron James is still going to have all the support he had yesterday, and plenty of people are still going to be staying at a Trump hotel. So I I think people got to take a deep breath and realize that this little stuff day in and day out doesn't really mean anything. And there's no reason to get all foamy at the mouth at one another, and we're all going to be okay. Didn't expect that out of me, did you? Okay, one of the things, Fantone asked the question, okay, and I hate to make this, uh, you know, the whole Trump hour, but Fantone asked the question, why aren't we trying to highlight the good things? Why isn't the right trying to highlight the good things of what Trump's doing? Now, they did this a little bit yesterday, at least it seemed like it, and again, there was plenty of pushback on it. I'm sure you guys heard the Air Force One story. We'll give you our take next. Hang on. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. I'm Rock 106.9. When you're way into the Dead & Company show, around 7.45 this morning. That show's June 28th at Blossom. Grateful Dead, John Mayer. I still want to know whether or not they play a little Mayer. Do you? In the commercial, they say drawing heavily from the greatest or from the Grateful Dead's you know deep catalog. That sounds like you're getting his version of Free Fallen and like some of the other like stuff that would make sense in their world. Like I don't think Your Body Is a Wonderland makes sense in the Grateful Dead world, but like covering Tom Petty does a little. Um, right? I, 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 if anything, I would say it'll probably be like a little, uh, a little like uh, compilation of John Mayer's biggest hits. That's a little what I like say. Super Bowl halftime medley yeah. type show. Okay. And, and you know, and then by right. the end of it, they're already you know by the end of that four minutes, and he plays your body is Wonderland and all those other stupid songs. And I would assume it, it, it's not that much John Mayer. No, I mean the whole thing's the dead. That's the whole pool. I would agree with that. So we'll pass out those tickets. 7.45 this morning. Dude, the president-elect, Donald Trump, man. I mean, that guy just... I mean, we said yesterday, what was it, two days ago, that he should easily be Times Person of the Year for 2016. I mean, there's just... Like, there, it makes no sense for anybody else to even be considered, really. And the guy... Like, Fantone and I always laugh at the tweets. I mean, the guy with Twitter is just amazing. I mean, he's amazing at it. In the sense that... He gets people to retweet and talk about his tweets and all this stuff. And this time, now he's taking aim at Air Force One, which is, of course, the airplane that like carries the president around when he travels. Right. And we have a contract, the United States government does, and <laughs> I say we like I'm in it, but like they have a contract with Boeing for some new planes, okay? Now, I'm not going to pretend to know what goes into building Air Force One. You don't know, I don't know, most of us don't know. But Trump had been out there saying it's going to cost $4 billion 
out of control. He says, and he tweets like, cancel the order. Now, I didn't even think about this, okay? But temporarily, stocks at Boeing like plummeted in the day because he said it. And then by the end of the day, obviously, they had responded by afternoon trading and all that and stuff, and they kind of came back up. But I think he needs to start thinking about that. Like, do what you say is going to affect that. And you would think he would know that and would get off on that. He seems like the kind of guy who would get off on that. Which I guess who wouldn't? Like, dude, if things I said like affected like the economy of the country, I'd be like, oh my god, look at how powerful I am! Look at the power I wield. Well, but I which think is why I'll never have it. That's the thing is, I think he totally recognizes that, and I mean, there's he had to have at least known that this puts Boeing in a perilous situation and not a good. Yeah. All right. Now, our White House, current White House administration, had responded and said, "This, these numbers you're hearing sound crazy." Now, hard to argue. We've seen Donald Trump in the crosshairs of of giving out, you know. Not necessarily factual figures before. We've heard rumors of this. We've seen examples of it all throughout the primaries, election, everything. I, I don't even feel like $4 billion is that outlandish. Again, you go back to the same exact number you were talking about Star Wars. Right. So I'm guessing, I'm just going to assume what your position is, is that the planes that carry the president, vice president, cabinet members, all this other stuff around the country, people we need to stay alive, should easily cost what Star Wars cost? Yeah, I, I would say I would have expected four four billion sounds right because it's two jets that Boeing has as as you know. The headline's also a little um confusing because what they don't what he's not telling you is that not only is it for the building of the plates, it's also the maintenance and I believe a lot of the crew that works on it and stuff and I don't think that those guys are out there arguing for $15 an hour. My guess is if you're handling the maintenance on the jet, you're paid pretty well. And think about like the research and development that has to go into. Oh that. God, you got to be what five, six, seven steps ahead of the next te- of technology that you and I know about. Got to be right. I mean, you, you really are uh, obviously the cutting edge of technology, but like the thing has to be prepared, and they have to plan out for like a nuclear attack. You know what I mean? Like it's not like it's just a plane. It's not like it's just like a car. I mean, dude, this is like, dude, this is what carries the president of the United States of America, and whether it's Obama, Donald Trump. George Bush, whoever the president is, dude, that is of the utmost importance. Like the the, the dude, that is one of the most important things as a country we can do is to protect the leader of it. Yeah, you get that dude. Yeah. You get that dude kidnapped or dead yeah. or something like that. You you think you you think things are in a tailspin because Trump's president or going to be president? Imagine what happens then. I, I, you know, I, I look back at the Harrison Ford movie and we can't let that be a reality. We can't let like Russian espionage spies come over and now they're terrorists, dude. And I, I can't believe that like four million four billion dollars is like nope, way too far. Now you know what he was doing is he's playing to those people. Who say no matter who's president, ah, this government out of control, all they do is spend money that we don't need. Sure. So if he's going, hey, we can do this cheaper than this, there's going to be points to be scored there. Like he's not, you know, he said, nobody's saying don't build the plane, but let's let's get the spending under control. There's ground to be made up there. There's people who are going to want to hear that message. But I would imagine that it costs quite a bit. Now, I'm hearing... That the actual budget is $2.87 billion for the planes. Two planes, by the way. It's not once, two. It's also maintenance crew, operation of. So you, t- you talk R&D, building, maintenance, flight crew, 
I mean, yeah, it's not going to be cheap, right? I mean, just, you know. I mean, I don't know what it costs. I have no idea. Safety, you know, is one thing. You have to also think about, like, the technology that goes on those planes. It's not like it's just like, oh, hey, inflate Wi-Fi. Like, dude, you can't have your own server. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, this is all very expensive stuff that goes into this. And it's, it's, I mean, these things are expected to last 25, 30 years for the country. I kind of feel like. $4 $4 billion, it's probably where you're sitting. A new Silverado costs fifty grand. you are going to want a new one in five years. Right, right, right. right? And we're talking about the plane that flies the, co- the president. I mean, dude, sick, it's, uh, like, dude, a new truck's almost $60,000. I have no idea why cars cost what they do. That's insane. $60,000, brand new cars. Insanity. But anyway, that's a whole other thing. Now, you know Trump's got a love affair with his own plane. That Trump-branded Boeing 757. His plane is a Boeing. He told Rolling Stone last year that his plane, bigger than Air Force One, it's a st- Air Force One is a step down from this in every way, is what he said. I'm sure. I'm sure the you white. Think? Oh, dude, and I'm sure. That, well, in, in the sense of like the, the over the topness, like the gaudiness of it. Yeah, I'm sure. Just like the White House is going to be a step down from your house, dude. It is. There's no denying. Oh, maybe he would think it would be a step down from his house because of his taste. But well, given, that's what we're getting into. Yeah, given but getting into what like the history and like the things that are in the White House. There's no way he'd be insane to say that. And much like I, I would imagine Air Force One is much more luxurious. Well, luxurious? I don't know if that's the right word, but nothing, oh, maybe not. Nothing in the White House is gold plated. You know what I'm saying? Like, so of Good. course he's gonna be like, dude, that's thank a God, step, it's a step down. There's no, there's no thrones in the White House. Yeah, don't give the White House a grill. Like that's that, that's, dude. If Obama didn't do it, I don't want Trump doing it. But I'm telling you, you know how this world works, man. The people that like him, the people that support him, heard him say, we're going to spend less money as a government, and they went, hell yeah, that's why I voted for him. You, th- you know that's how that works. Yep. it's exactly how that went down. The good news is, here's some good news, all right? Looks like we're getting four years of stories like this, which, personally, like I said before the election, thank God, dude, this guy gives me plenty of, did you hear this, okay? There's also more good news. There's a minister out there that claims, guys, he's got a way to make your penis bigger. That's right. You're getting a bigger penis. Next on the Sansbury Show. On Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online at WRQK.com. I'm hearing from Twitter as we're getting ready to pass out those Dead & Company tickets. Grateful Dead uh, featuring John Mayer. I guess Bob Weir has been out and has said um, you're not really getting John Mayer and that he just breathes life into the old Dead records, but that uh, the set list will change nightly. Buddy, I feel bad for you. Oh, I'm, I mean, I don't care. Well, dude, I think you wanted to see John Mayer. I'm sure he's going to go out on a tour soon. We can we can get a little bit of, you know, a little I mayor. I mean, I don't hate the mayor. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't hate him. He's not the worst. That song Say was all right. This one's not the worst. Um, I, being a huge Tom Petty, uh, Tom Petty fan, everybody loves his, his cover of Free Fallen. I hated it. Didn't like it. But again, I... I'm a huge Tom Petty fan, so kind of feel like, dude, just you just leave you just leave Tom Petty alone. Me personally. But. Listen, if John Mayer comes to town, and I'm sure he will, maybe we'll get you some tickets. I know people at my 1017. I uh, I have seen the John Mayer. Good. It's pretty good. I don't really believe in guilty pleasures, but. I know I'm supposed to be embarrassed of some of the music I like, but this would be on that list for sure. 
Nothing wrong with this song. Yeah, maybe I want some love. You know who this song's about? Oh, uh, God, who was he dating then? No, I off the top of my head, I don't. Party of Fives, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Really? You know, I knocked her over. Is that who I think it is? Jennifer Love Hewitt. She was in... Hold on, I want to make sure I have the right girl. I knocked her over in the hallway. Uh... Yeah, 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 that's her. She was uh, filming a movie in Sugar Falls, and they brought her up to uh, like the bank of radio stations up in in the Cleveland area. And I was like running down the hallway or whatever, and you know she was there to be on somebody else's show or whatever. We weren't getting her, and I like turned the corner and I smacked into her, and I knocked Jennifer Love Hewitt down. And I and <laughs> in that moment I kind of froze. I looked, I was like, oh my god, you're Jennifer Love Hewitt. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I know that. I guess that's not interesting to anybody. The but me. John Mayer moments. Let's talk a little bit of mayor, dude. That's what we need to do. I feel like we were talking about Jennifer Love Hewitt. Uh, Buzzman's asking me, yo, we just tuned in. What do we have to do to win dead tickets? Mike, just reach out. I'll help you out. <laughs> Jesus, Michael. Bring John Mayer to town. Buzzman, what are you doing? Well, uh, a few waffles wouldn't hurt. <laughs> Want to do some over-the-air trade? A few waffles wouldn't hurt. All right. Can we not do the John Mayer thing? I'm no, dude, more John Mayer. I'm getting, no, dude, I'm getting like sucked in. I want to listen to it. More John Mayer is what we need. It might. Today, it might the be. The Rock Mother. It's the Rock Morning Show, the most dangerous show in Canton. Here's old John Mayer. Metallica? No, no it's Mayer. No. Mandatory Mayer, 7 a.m. <laughs> Well, at least I know I will be fired. Yeah. All right, uh, I, I, I'm not the smartest person ever. I know I okay. claim to be, you know, sometimes this and that, you know, and so you know, somebody like you know, you think you're so smart. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm not all that bright. I'll admit it. Okay, but I feel like I know the work of a hustler when I see it. Okay, and uh, I, I feel like that's important. Sometimes more important than being like full on educated. Well, game recognized game. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Stansberry, nice, he's nice. Uh, he's hustled nice. and flowed once or twice, and I think you can, uh, you know, you can you can see it in somebody else. After that, I feel like we're going to find out Fantone <laughs> has the word hustle tattooed on his belly, right? Hustle, baby. <laughs> there is a bishop in Ghana, I believe this is where is where this is happening. Okay. Who claims he can make your penis bigger? Now, make no mistake, ladies, if you're listening right now, a man wants to believe the make the penis bigger lie. You want to believe it. The cream, the pill, whatever it is. You you know it's not real, but you want it to be. I mean, it's a multi-billion dollar industry that yeah, doesn't work. Every year, billions of dollars yeah. in sales when it comes to these these degrowing creams and pills, and, and, and it never works. So somewhere along the line, you'd think guys who are desperate for a bigger D would be like, you know what? This isn't working. I'm going to stop buying it. But no, they keep buying it. You know, I mean, a guy would literally like tie a string around the end of his penis and like stretch it with a door if he thought he was getting two more if I it. just keep pulling on it, it's going to work eventually, right? No, trust me, it doesn't. It hasn't for me. 40 straight years. <laughs> Nothing. Not a not an inch grown. Okay? But in Ghana, there's a bishop. And you can watch This video is online for you, WRQK.com. Uh, he, he, you know, he's a minister and he's filmed this, obviously, as I said, you can watch the video. He goes around. What he does is, is he claims he can make your penis bigger. Just, uh, well, simply by, well, like a short little massage there. He, uh, well, well, he, he cups oh. your manhood and then, uh, you know, he rolls them around there in, in, in the grip there, kind of like Ben Wobbles. And, uh, and then he moves on to the next dude. Like, this is like a group thing. It's like, it's not like one-on-one, which would, I don't know what's creepier, like one-on-one or a huge group, but this guy's going right down the line. 
And uh, we're just taking the hand and just grabbing dudes, uh, well, you know, by the balls there. And uh, he claims he can make your penis bigger by massaging it. Now, here's what I will tell you. That on the surface, well, duh, if I sat in here and rubbed myself over my jeans, which I'm not going to do live on the radio. Well, let's, you know, let's put a pin in that. And uh, but if I started to do that, I would imagine my penis will grow. So I don't know if he if, if people in Ghana are so dumb that they don't understand that, you know, what you're doing is just getting an erection or if he's actually able to make these people believe that through the erection he will give you. I would assume that would happen. I don't I mean, I don't know uh, that, that that your penis will get bigger. Yeah, I'm going to assume that, you know, most people walking the face of the planet understand erection. You know what I mean? Like they understand that, hey, if I play with this, it's going to get bigger. So and I mean, Let's be real. We're talking about Ghana here, dude. I mean, they're probably already doing pretty well for themselves when it comes to that department, right? I mean, right? You know what I'm saying? Those loincloths are probably rising considerably higher than our jeans are, right? But, but, but I, I take that, starving countries of the world. <laughs> Who cares about your economy? You've all got giant knees, giant penis, nothing to eat. That's the way it works. But I, I, I just can't. I can't. I understand why, unless it's like, hey, sustained growth, why you would be like, all right, I'm going back to this. Obviously, you're just getting groped. You know when you've been groped, right? I mean, if some dude just... I don't know if I've ever been groped. If some dude's just grabbing your junk, I mean, you're going to feel like, what are you, what are you doing? I, I, have to, I have to assume there's a little bit of this dude just wants to grab junk. Oh, not a little bit. That's the only part of it. Like I said, I, I, like, I'm not real smart, but I know the work of a hustler when I see it. He also claims he can make women's breasts bigger if he massages those. Dude, every guy's just been trying to tell that lie. Oh, you know yeah, I mean? you know, you play with them and they get bigger. No, Dude, not. nobody's got to lie that good. I mean, that's a good lie. <laughs> I mean, who's falling for that? Videos online, WRQK.com. I mean, dude, he just goes down a row of dudes, just grabbing them, massaging it. It's weird, strange. But like I said, guys want to believe this lie. So let me present the hypothetical, Phantom. The hypothetical is legitimately. You've seen your buddies do it. They've come back. Okay. You've got proof. Okay. All you got to do is stand in the line in front of other people, and it's filmed. And a dude like massages your your genital region, massages the yeah genital region. Let's just stay there, okay. right? And you're guaranteed. Like, how many inches would you have to be guaranteed to where you would let that happen? I mean, I think a full one would be probably, a full inch. Yeah, a full. I mean, and, and you know, I, what do I want to say here? I don't want to be like, dude. You know what? A full inch is really going to make a difference because my girlfriend would be like, dude, what are you doing this for? I, you, you, you know, your penis is fine. Um, but if it was like a proven thing, it's not like I'm afraid that I'm going to get gay or something from it. You know, it's right. not like it's not like. I mean, I don't mean to sound homophobic, but I really don't want another guy massaging my penis. Like, I just don't. I get that. You know but- what I mean? I don't. I don't mean to sound homophobic. It's not that. It's just like I'm not sure an inch would be enough to be like, yeah, dude, film this. Let it be online. Two inches, three inches. All right, now, I mean, dude, you've got it. Let's just say an impressive one, dude. Like it, like a zip flop. Oh my god, one. You going for it? How long is the massage got to be? Seconds. We're talking five seconds in public. Oh god, yeah. Hand down the pants, grabbing the junk. Oh yeah. Oh, now see, this is over the clothing. Oh, this is over the clothing. This isn't down there? No. Oh, over the clothing? Come on, dude. Come on. Yeah, of course you're doing it for an extra inch at that point. Yeah, you are. This is not going to turn into one of those internet challenges where we start doing it because we saw it on the internet. There will not be a they grab each other's penises. Well, you know what? We're going to commercial break. You never know. I guess I guess I I guess I shouldn't, you know, limit our <laughs> limit our fun that we're going to have in the studio. We have some dead and company tickets. Let's pass those out. One eight hundred two four three seven six two five is the number you need for those. They're, uh, they're playing Blossom June twenty eighth. We'll send you out there for dead and company. Uh, we'll take caller 15. On the, is that what I said? Yeah, sure. caller 15. Fine, whatever. Uh, 1-800-243-7625, the number you need on those. And there's been a subject surrounding the NFL 
that Fantone's been dying to talk about for a few days, and we just haven't been able to get to it. And we have a little audio from Jason LaConfora. We want you to take a listen to that. We'll do it next on the Sansbury Show. It's Fantone from the Sansbury Show here. AT&T making the holidays even brighter, hooking you up with up to 650 bucks worth of credits when you make the switch. Yeah, that's right. If you and your family have outgrown your current wireless plan, AT&T is making it easier than ever to make the switch. Plus, not only are you going to get up to 650 bucks worth of credits per line when you make the switch, AT&T hooking it up with the very best smartphones. So now you don't have to deal with a provider that charges too much and doesn't have the smartphones you want. AT&T has got you covered. But here's the deal. If you want to get hooked up with 650 bucks worth of credits per line when it comes to making the switch to the AT&T Next Network, you got to act soon. Because this deal is not going to last forever, people. Stop by your local AT&T store today and find out all the details. AT&T, mobilizing your world. Each line requires eligible port-in, trade-in, purchase, and service. Get minimum of $5 trading credit plus prepaid card in amount of device balance or early termination fees less trade-ins. Fees, charges, and restrictions apply. See store for details. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. I'm Rock 106.9. Coming up at 9 o'clock, we'll talk to Canton Charge player Quinn Cook. As uh, he and the rest of the Charge taking on the Texas Legends game time, 7 o'clock this evening. Fantone's the new in-arena host for the Canton Charge. Not going to lie, I'm feeling good about tonight, man. feel like the Charge has got it. feel like I got it. Hopefully my man Posse's out there getting it right now. Oh, well, good. A lot of people uh, tweeting in and messaging in, talking about uh, the LeBron James not wanting to stay at the Trump Hotel story and, you know, what's going to happen with White House visits and all that kind of stuff. We'll address that before the end of the program. Uh, However, I kind of want to pivot to the NFL right now. Okay. And there's been this story uh, that's been floating around, and I'm surprised it hasn't caught more traction. And Fantone's been kind of like chomping at the bit to talk about this, and he thinks it's an interesting, uh, some movement here by the NFL and the NFL is considering, there's talks of, them moving into creating a developmental league, D-League. So when you hear us say, like, D-League when talking about the charge, we're not, like, slamming the charge. It's just what that's, like, the abbreviation for the developmental league. It's minor leagues. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, exactly. it's, 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 it's not a new concept. So the NFL is considering doing this. And Fantone said to me like a couple of days ago, he's like, dude, he's like, I can't believe this isn't a bigger story. He's like, this is a huge movement for one, you know, the biggest league, biggest sports league there is. He's like, this is an interesting idea. There's a lot of layers to this, and it's going to affect a lot of things. And of course it would. You're going to hear, okay, well, you know, you know, concussions and payment and what's going to happen, who gets teams, who doesn't. And there's a lot going on here. And so we have a little audio from uh, Jason LaConfora, who I believe is still under contract with the NFL Network. Is he not? Uh, or CBS Sports, is it? I was going to say, I think this is through CBS. CBS but I Sports, think he okay. has, I mean, he's an NFL insider. Okay, for sure. here's uh, Jason LaConfora on the idea of an NFL developmental league. Well, the movement's afoot. It's more afoot than even I thought it was when I kind of set out just going around to people saying, why does this not seem to be on the front burner? And, and what I heard from people like Troy Vincent in the league office, what I heard from some owners, uh, GMs and coaches that, well, it's being discussed a lot behind the scenes. We're not to a point where anybody's ready to formally present it for a vote. No one has figured out you know, the exact way to kind of solve this Rubik's Cube, but I'm being told behind the scenes a lot of work is being done analyzing different scenarios, gathering information, getting to a point where maybe if not 2016, shortly thereafter, we do have some conversations between the NFL and the NFLPA about if not a spring league, for first, second, third-year players to get some reps for those who don't really get them in season, or perhaps 
an in-season academy maybe based in Florida where either teams would assign players there who just missed the cut or the NFL would sign players who just missed the cut, train them, give them real NFL caliber training on a daily basis to get them ready to be signed in-season rather than the way it works now, which is you call guys on a Monday, they get off the UPS truck, they jump on a plane, and they come work out for you on Tuesday, and they haven't been around football for weeks or months. Now, we know there were a few different iterations of NFL Europe that ultimately failed. What do you think the NFL needs different. to do with a new developmental That's league different. to make sure that it succeeds? Well, I think, first of all, you need to determine what is success. Um, at the end of the piece, I spoke to a very high-ranking NFL official who said, look, I agree with all these football people that we need this and that it would serve great goals, diversity in coaching, give more African-Americans a chance great to point. be coordinators in this league, to call plays, to get women involved maybe in the front office, to great experiment point. with officiating, right? adding officials, giving officials more reps. You want to put a, a chip in a football and see how that works. Technology, do all that there. If we want an incubator that becomes something of a sunk cost, i.e. they're not going to make it into a money-making venture, then if everyone goes into it thinking that way, it could be a success in that it finds Kurt Warners, it finds Jake DeLomes, it finds Mike McCagnins, you know, it finds officials, it finds a bevy of offensive linemen who were produced in that spring league in Europe, whether it was the World League or NFL Europe, who just aren't getting reps, who are coming out of a college feeder system where guys are playing nothing like a pro-style offense for the most. I mean, some of these guys, some of these quarterbacks have never really been under center before by the time they get to the NFL, or at least not since high school. That's a problem. And I think this is trending in the right direction, but money always talks. And we'll see how much these owners are actually willing to put into an academy or a league to truly get it off the ground. And how much they're willing to lose along the way in dollars to make it up in terms of investment in personnel and developing players who save them money down the road. For more on the NFL. So there's Jason Lockin for talking about an NFL D-League. Okay. Now, they bring up NFL Europe and how that kind of like didn't take off the way they thought it would. I think it's completely different. I think if you I, I think if you keep it here, it's very different. You in Europe, I don't think you have the grassroots fandom want want their eyes on it. Different time too. NFL Europe was a while ago if I remember correctly, yeah. right? I mean like we're talking I 10 mean, look, plus years. Do people go to those games in London now? And like they go to those games now. If, I mean football has just dominated the world for the past 10 years. So you can't necessarily look at something that failed then and be like, "Oh, it would definitely fail now." I think the one benefit you get here for sure right off the rip is we found out this year it was it's been in the you know the storylines of the NFL all year that they, the the refs aren't full time, okay? And people go, well, let's make them full time. Well, here you go, you get a D league. Now your refs are full time because now there's other games they have to officiate. There's plenty of stuff to do, and refereeing gets better. I think the downside to an NFL D league, Fantone, and I think one of the reasons you won't see it is, are you going to have guys passionate enough to play a game for money? That where you can be hurt seriously without making NFL money. Oh yeah, for the dream of it, dude. For the for enough, the, you oh, think? Oh yeah, that dude. That's a dangled carrot in front of a guy who's like. I mean, I guess there's arena football. My only skill set is playing football. I don't know how to do anything else. I went to college. Much like us in there, this. right? And, and and if you dangle that carrot of the NFL in front of him, hell yeah, he's going out there. And I mean, like, dude, this is much different than arena football because with arena football, I mean, dude, nobody from the NFL is like, dude, you know what we really have to do is start scouting the NFL or the scouting arena football. When it comes the to only the only arena football cross. 
crossover I know is Jay Gruden. When it comes to when it comes to the NFL D League, obviously that's where guys are going to get picked out of. Obviously that those guys are going to get the priority. And he brought up in there, you know, there's 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 signings they'll make mid season, and these guys were working real jobs. Right. These guys were working, yeah. at, you know, at wherever at Mr. Hero slinging Roman burgers, and now they're working at Mr. Hero slinging Roman burgers on commercials. So, so what do you pay these guys then in the D League, the the NFL league minimum? Ah, no, it's going to be less than league minimum for sure. It's going to it's the D League. I mean, D, NBA D League isn't yeah, making but it, not as physical though. I, and I worry that that's well, not worry, but I, I I think that that's going to be part of the conversation and payment. I don't think that's going to be enough to deter guys. Really? I mean, no. I do. I mean, guys, go out there right now and do it in college football for free, right? Yeah, not all of them are expecting to go to the pros. I know a lot of them are in denial, think they're going to, but there's a lot of college football players that know, look, I got a couple of years here, and then my career is going to be over. I'm going to sell insurance or whatever. I'm going to get a job and move forward. So, yeah, if guys are willing to do it in college, right, I guess. for free, for nothing. For I mean, for, To for, be exploited. Right, to have money taken away from them. And that'll be interesting to see what the NCAA's take on this is. Because, you know, when I first heard about this, I was like, oh, this is going to replace college football. Um, the way that, you know, Jason Lockefora kind of set it up doesn't seem like it but eventually I don't see how it does it I don't see how inevitably the NFL doesn't start a D-League say damn dude we're, we're doing okay here we're making money these guys are playing better caliber NFL football when they come out why are we letting them why are we letting them go to college let's just get them out of high school put them in our system and you know dude I don't even think you need the NFL saying that who's going to say that is the athlete the athlete's going to be like wait a minute so you're going to I have to I could decide whether to go to college, have to keep my grades up in order to play, which we all know some of the right. best programs you go to, they're going to fudge that or whatever. Dude, even the crappiest programs you go to. Or you're just going to go, I'm going to graduate high school, and then you know what? I want to be paid to do this right off the rip. I think it'll water down college football overall. And not only, but is that bad? Not only paid to do this, but to have that opportunity dude, to, to, to be that much closer to that carrot, anyone's going to take that. I mean, I know there's a lot of history and a lot of like, oh, college football, it's the most important thing in the world. But dude, you start, you start putting money in front of dudes and they don't care. Twitter tells me that you're going to have a hard time selling tickets at, w- without names, without like stars. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I think it's, we see these, like the charge sales tickets. Okay. Now, no disrespect to Quinn Cook, fantastic college player, but I mean, dude, you're not an NBA star at that point. People are going to those games. And let's not lie about what it is. The NFL, widely more popular than all the other sports leagues. Right. So the, I think their D League is probably going to be heavily, more heavily attended than like baseballs or, you know, basketballs or, you know, maybe hockey. I don't know what they do or whatever. But I, uh, I, I think. Honestly, an NFL D-League would do really well. I think there's money to be made in it, and I think we here would be crazy not to want this because Can Ohio is, of course, one of those. You're going to put one of those there, right? For sure. Playing at uh, Tom Benson Stadium. Imagine that. For sure. And I can tell you right now, as a resident here, I would absolutely go to an NFL D-League game here on Saturday afternoon or Friday night or whenever the hell they would do it. Now, you know, there is some point there that any minor league sports team, whether it's the Chargers, the Rubber Ducks. It's always going to be what it is. Right. The Rubber Ducks. You know, these guys are always fighting an uphill battle of like, hey, attention on me, attention on me, attention on me. That's going to be a tough, you know, a tough go for anybody. 
But still, that's not enough to deter the NFL away from, number one, a money-making opportunity. For sure. And number two, an opportunity to have more control over the game of football. And if you don't think the NFL wants that, you're crazy, dude. If you don't think the NFL wants these these quarterbacks in college to be actually under center and playing NFL style of offenses, dude, of course they're they do. sick of waiting for guys to, right. to turn into three year star. Like it takes three years for a pro quarterback to turn into who he is. Two prime examples that we've jumped up and down on a million times on this show. Tim Tebow and Johnny Manziel, dude. Both those dudes in NFL offenses from ages 18 to 22, you would have seen, okay, these guys aren't capable of playing this style of football. Yeah, they can play they can play they can play college ball, but they can't play NFL style of football. And how do you not want that as an organization? How does that not grow the brand to have bigger and better names coming into those star positions, dude? I dude, I I'm telling you right now, the NCAA is going to be the one who puts the kibosh on. Oh, yeah. They're going to put up a huge fight. I mean, those bowl games are nothing but moneymakers. That's the only reason they do them. Outside of like the, the the playoffs, like these all, all these bowls on the outside of it, that's not about football. It's not, it's not about the athletes. It's about people making money. And, and I think, honestly, I think you're going to see a lot of athletes go, you know what, dude, I'm sick of being exploited. I'm going to go over here and do this. Now, there will probably be a rule where you have to do, you know what I mean? They'll do something. But I think if you live here... You're crazy not to want this because we're uh, we're a shoe in to get. I, I would think a, a franchise of the D League, you'd be crazy not to, right? Yeah, I mean, with every- more eyes on the product that is the Hall of Fame, with everything that 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 Canton, Ohio is to the NFL, I would assume. Imagine they would have if we to. had like the replacements here, like the Keanu Reeves like led. Like, imagine having like like a, like a scrappy team like that here, where you know it's not the NFL, but it's like football, and you could go see it, and the tickets don't cost. I mean, dude, think about what it costs to go to a Browns game to watch a team lose by twenty five. And, and I mean, think about that. You can do now for twenty bucks, you go see a team, and they might win. You, you know, I mean, talk about the can't charge. Tickets are $8, you know, sure, right. dollar dog night, all these different Parking's things. Parking's cheaper. Right, you know, so it would make all the sense of the world in this area, dude. Yeah, I, I, whatever I got to do, whoever I got to team up with to be on board to help make that happen, dude, if you guys need help pushing any agenda or whatever, you let me know. I want in on that. I think it's a great idea. I think it's a great idea. You know what I don't think is a great idea? What is that? Scrow talks. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's exactly what you think it is. Okay. Well, we'll, uh, we'll investigate. Next on the Stansberry Show. Canton, Ohio, it is Fantone from the Stansberry Show. And let's be real, nothing worse than when you sign that long-term contract with a wireless provider that you feel like you can't get out of. You know, maybe your situation is switched and you've outgrown your old wireless plan, or maybe your old provider doesn't have the smartphone you want. But no matter why you're ready to make the switch, AT&T is ready to help you do it. And that's why they're giving you up to 650 bucks worth of credits per line when you make the switch to the AT&T Next Network. Real easy to do, too. All you've got to do is trade in your current smartphones and get new ones on the AT&T Next Network. So yeah, now is the time to act because AT&T, they're giving you more money to make the switch. But here's the deal, people. This deal is not going to be around forever. You're going to want to stop by your local AT&T store today and find out all the details. AT&T, mobilizing your world. Each line requires eligible port-in, trade-in, purchase, and service. Get minimum of $5 trading credit plus prepaid card in amount of device balance or early termination fees less trade-ins. Fees, charges, and restrictions apply. See store for details. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show on Rock 106.9. Coming up at 9 o'clock, we'll talk to Quinn Cook, Canton Charge player. They're playing tonight, Texas Legends. If you're headed to that game, by the way, tip-off around 7 uh, p.m. Fantone, the in-arena host. I'll be passing out some uh, some stuff from the floor, player announcements, that kind of stuff. 
Yeah, I've got the uh, I've got the audio for the like the player announcements in the Vox Pro, and I was practicing yesterday. I was in the studio, just like yelling by myself. Canton charge! Well, kind of feels if we should do that around nine forty-five this morning <laughs> in the program, right? I mean, he went there, audience. Don't you kind of want to hear? Well, I kind of want to hear Fantone do that. I guess what we should do is let you let you unleash it for Quinn Cook. Maybe. Hey, Quinn, be my friend, dude. Hey, hang out with me. Hey, be my buddy, dude. Hey, you're really annoyed about waking up and having to talk to us on the radio this morning, right? So here's what we're going to do. We're going to make you listen to this dude you've never heard of, Scream Canton Charge. We'll talk to Quinn 9 a.m. On loan to us from the Canton Charge. We're both big fans. Excited to have him on the program. Hashtag charge up. What up, Posse? All right. This is one of those stories where when I read it, I was like, you know what, dude? Thank God I'm 40. Okay. Like, I feel like I got dragged over the finish line before I had to be worried about this. Okay. okay? You reach a point in your life where, and my, I used to hear my brother talk about this to me all the time. You know, he was seven years older and I was, I always thought he was nuts. He was like, dude, you're just going to reach a point where you just don't care about certain things the way you would have when you're younger. And you're not going to think it's a big deal for you to have to worry about it. And you're going to be a little thankful for that. Yeah. And I mean, I think the further down the road you go, probably the more that is true. Oh, the list gets bigger. Sure. So on that list of things that I'm glad that I'm too old to have to be worried about today and that a bunch of you younger people are out there and you're going to have to start thinking about this apparently as it's like a new trend and I'm happy I don't have to do it is Scrotox. Now that's exactly what you think it is. Okay. This is Botox for your scrotum. Just gonna sip this real quick. All right. Moving forward. Apparently now, ball sweat is becoming such a problem. It is a problem. That dudes are now getting Botox into the scrotum because we know we've seen this with other you know, uh, you know, people use it in the armpits to stop like excessive sweating. Now not going to sit here and pretend like I've never had a ball sweat issue. I'm never going to pretend like sometimes when you even just go to urinate and you can catch a waft of it from below, you're like, oof, probably should go home and shower immediately. It's happened. At least pull that pull that, that sink wash, you know, just take care of it right there. Just dip them in the water there. But I'm not sure that my ball sweat is enough of an issue to where I'm going to allow a physician to take a needle, insert a foreign object foreign substance into my scrotum. Dude, like, that's where now, again, I guess you're going to get a little peek into my limited knowledge on the human anatomy, but like I'm not taking any risk with needles in that area and pumping other things into it that may cause, like, oh, guess what? That thing's not going to work anymore. Oh, yeah. That's not just going to it's not going to firm up for you anymore. I don't know, dude. Look, here's the thing. Yeah, mistakes happen, though. I know. Oh, that's yeah. not gonna happen. You're you're paranoid. I know, but mistakes happen. Well, you're throwing a lot of you know ifs, ands, and buts in there, and I don't know if necessarily well, it's the best relationship I have. I want, I want, you know what I mean. I, I want it intact. I'm gonna give credit to medical professionals and assume that you know these people are very capable of doing their jobs. And I would, uh, I would, I would, I would, I would think about this. I mean, it's not something that I'm going to go spend $5,000 on, but if there happens to be a, uh, a, a what was it, Scrotox uh, 
Well, yeah. If there's a Scrotox clinic in Canton, Ohio that opens up and they're looking for an endorsement and the radio station, you know, salespeople come to me and say, Fantone, <laughs> Fantone, would you like to get Scrotox? Well, first we're going to have to send out a letter telling them that you work here. Oh, okay. All right. We might have to do that first. But if it was offered to me, yeah, I'd, I'd do it. Like I mean, LASIK. Like you did, yeah. that for, you did that for eye surgery. Right. And it's nothing that I would have gotten on my own, but it was like, well, hey. Happy to have it. Like a Christmas present. Right. Right, 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 right. So there's there's a, uh, you Holiday know, present. Sorry. There's a, uh, I don't know. There's a place for this. I think this is okay. I thought it was going to be something that you really needed, and you're saying you're too old for it. I'm like, no, dude, Scrotox, if they're too wrinkly, if that's the problem. Well, that's part of it, I guess. Is, is it, that, that, so that, it's it, a vanity thing, too. It's, it's a little bit of a vanity thing, and more so than even just the wrinkles on the, which, I, let's be honest, the wrinkles on the Scrotox, I mean, that's its calling card. Yeah, but you, you know what I mean. Like that's like, you don't you don't repaint the Mona Lisa like a raisin in the sun that sat there for too long. If if you compared what they looked like at eighteen to what they look like at forty, dude, they've gotten considerably wrink- wrinklier. I bet. Is that right? I'm gonna bet so. So if there's a little if there's a little uh, what do I want to say? Uh, cosmetic uplift for me, and I'm not sweating my balls off. Well, here's the other thing I don't get is that they say one of the reasons why guys want to do this, the Scrotox, is that they claim that it makes your testicles drop a little bit, which I don't need that. Yeah, it's the opposite of the problem there. I don't need knee clackers. That's the last thing I need. And they say, but a lot of guys are getting it because it's like they feel like the optical illusion is you're moving the testicles further away from it, and it can make the other, uh, well, your penis look bigger. Once again, man, we always just have to go back to bigger penis, bigger penis, bigger penis, dude. I hope my I hope my dong gets bigger. And that's why you know what you you bring up an excellent boy. We we talked about something else earlier this morning where it was like, yeah, th- that's what it's all about is making the penis bigger. And you got to realize then that every time you feel insecure about the size of your penis, just remember how many products are out there to try to make you think that that you can get. It's like, dude, this is obviously a problem for other people. It's not just you. No, you're probably fine. It's a billion dollar industry. Your penis is probably fine. Just dude sitting around freebasing extends. I just got a firm rule of no needles in my scrotum. I mean, like at some point I got to draw lines and that's one of them. But people are willing to let their scrotum be pierced by a piercing professional. Not this person. Well, and I'm just going to say, like, listen, I don't want to say that, like, piercing places aren't reputable or anything, but I'd much rather have a doctor than some dude with, like, extended gauges in his ear, right? I don't know. You ever seen that hot chick Carly that tattoos and pierces in this town? I might let her pierce my balls up. It's terrible. She's a married woman. It's terrible. Tansbury, come on. It's terrible. Shouldn't do that. Yeah, I got a firm rule: no needles in the bag. That's that. That's that's. I, I feel like you know, at some point, you got to create your Ten Commandments. <laughs> like, dude, no needles in the bag is a Stansberry commandment. I got a lot of hangups on the Nether region. I noticed no masturbating on holidays, no needles in the bag. I got a lot. <laughs> All right, I need a therapist. I thought a radio show was going to be enough. Turns no. out, not even close. Not even close. All right. Next on the Stansbury Show, however, is Fantone and I both just running around the studio. Huge, big old victory lap of us saying we were right, and uh, we'll clue you in next. Hang on. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online at WRQK.com. I, uh, I may have made a, uh, well, a major error, Fantone, in what, judgment. What happened? I, uh, you may have noticed that I had just had a little bit of breakfast. Right? 
had a little bowl of cereal there. And, uh, well, I I think I may have used milk that was pretty borderline. Ooh. And now I don't know if I'm starting to feel unwell because of that or if I'm just insane and I kind of know it was somewhat on the line and like now I'm like, nope, that's, that doesn't feel right. I know something's not right. Well, usually when it comes to spoiled food, dairy products in particular, you're going to be able to smell it and see it. You know, food doesn't, you know, just because something goes past the date doesn't necessarily mean it's going to get you food no. sick. It's just past the point of quote unquote freshness. So if it was truly spoiled milk. I mean, I was able to eat it. In the milk. Yeah. Or, I mean, you, in the cereal. I mean. You, you would have gagged it up, dude. If it was, like, bad and your body didn't want it, you would have been like... Is so, that right? Yeah, I think you're okay. And food poisoning is not going to hit you right, like, boom, like that. I dumped the rest of it out. Because I was like, all right, well, if I feel like it's on the line... Then like, well, what I don't want to do is use it again tomorrow. So I have to stop and get more milk now for my for my breakfast cereals and the like. But, dude, I'm telling you, like... And again, I'm paranoid. Like, I got a lot of that going on in, in my... In, like, if... if, if if something gets in my mind, it festers, and I just like kind of like obsess on it. So now, like every little movement my stomach makes, I'm like, "That, that's it, I'm dying." Now, like I said, I think you would, uh, I think you wouldn't have been able to choke it down. Right. <laughs> well, well, I hope you're right about that. Hope you're right about that. Quinn Cook, Canton Charge player, joins the program 9 a.m. Talk to him. Now, however, I get to do my favorite thing in the world, which is say, "Told ya, told ya, told ya." And this uh, goes so far back as of just yesterday, as Time Magazine has announced that, sure enough, Donald Trump will be their person of the year. Really? Duh. 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 Said this yesterday. I don't know. I mean, who else would even be on the shortlist? He dominated the news for a year straight. Year straight. Negatively affected the ratings of the NFL. The world's most popular TV show, the NFL. He was tanking their ratings because everybody was all eyes on Donald Trump anytime he said anything. I mean, he became president of the United States of America. Big that, one there, that's too. A, that's a pretty big accomplishment. That's a, that's a big one there, too. Yeah, that's big. I hear that's, uh, well, yeah. Yeah, I hear that's a prestigious post to have as the president. I like this job. So I'm not interested in being president, but I hear that's a pretty good job to get. I hear if you can't have my job, that, that that's the job you would want. Dude, the last job I would want, dude. No, yeah, me either. Last job. Me either. I mean, like, yeah, there'd be some awesomeness that you're in the chapters of history, but like... Dude, the stress of this job will age you a little bit. Like, you see radio dudes like, well, I mean, you don't always see it because it happens behind the closed doors and the companies kind of lie about it and like sweep it under the rug. But dude, guys that do what we do for a living go crazy all the time. Yeah, dude. And just, you never hear from them again. They're just wiped. You should see Delilah. That, that woman's a nightmare. Yikes. But that job, like, would they always show you those before and after photos, like of Obama? I mean, dude, he looks like a different guy. George Bush looked like a different guy. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Trump. I mean, it's inevitable that there's just you're talking to, about a seventy year old dude. Yeah, you're you're just going to have that aging process, and <clears throat> no matter how you cut it. The Donald isn't exactly the best looking person on the face of the planet, so I would assume that four plus years of of that stress is really going to go tough on him. Yeah, he had to be rich. Thank God he had money. Not necessarily the best looking guy in the world there. So, told you that would be, sure enough it ended up being. Now this got brought up earlier via Twitter as we were talking about LeBron James wanting to skip staying in the Trump hotels while they're up in New York. Again, they're playing the Knicks tonight. And a guy asked me this on Twitter, and I said, you know what? Before the end of the program, I'll address that. And uh, now seems like a good time to do that. And he asked me, he goes, if LeBron feels so strongly about Trump, does he make the White House trip if and when they win the finals again? And should he? 
Now, we've seen other athletes skip this. Mm-hmm. All right? Tom this, Brady. Yeah, this, this would not be the first time we've ever seen this happen. So, would he go? I don't know. Should he go? I think my opinion's always kind of been like, if you disagree with their politics, I totally understand that. But when the president calls you, you go. I, I, I think you show the respect of the office and you go and shake his hand. Not necessarily a political endorsement or anything like that. It's just, it's tradition. Right. He's the leader of the country. I think um, you're inserting yourself into a story. And maybe if that's your whole thing, and it might be LeBron's whole thing, and that's the narrative you want, then do it. Okay, It's not the narrative I would want. I totally think he should go. I mean, that's just me, and that's me being, number one, a LeBron lover, number two, a Trump hater, and number three, pretty much as as, as as far left as it gets. But at the end of the day, there's a little bit of, like, you just have to show respect to the office. I agree. I agree. And, and I felt the same way when Tom Brady skipped out on Obama. Yeah, me like, too. come on, bro. Dude, just go and shake his hand. Just go and shake his hand. You know what I mean? Because I think there's a lot of people that talk tough like that in, in the world, too. They're like, oh, you know, well, you know, if Trump came here, I wouldn't shake his hand. You're a liar. You're a liar. The moment you saw him, you would, you'd be like, oh, my God, I'm shaking Donald Trump's hand. Trust me. I went to his rally here. I shook his hand on the rope line, and I was like, oh, my God, I just shook Donald Trump's hand. Well, and it's not so much a question of, like, when I shake Donald Trump's hand, it's like, are you going to shake the president's hand? Yes, of course. That's, that's a once-in-a-lifetime experience. That's that's the thing that gets me. I mean, eight years from now, he's still going to have, you know, presidential experience. He'll still be known as President Trump, and yeah, I, I mean, I would. I, I, would I would also say that LeBron James is not just a basketball player, and that if you have issues with Donald Trump, I would imagine LeBron James can get an audience with people of influence inside a White House, no matter whether he agrees with their politics or not. And if you want to fix things, don't don't avoid your opponent. Maybe say, you know what, I'll come, I'll meet with you, but I want a private meeting, maybe not with the president, but with somebody that matters, I want my issues discussed. A lot of audacity in that. You're not being invited for that. That's not what you're here for. You're being okay. recognized as a champion. I don't care what you, LeBron James, politics are. I'm the president of the United States. Different day. Yeah, yeah. Not, not, I can't. Okay, that's fair too. I, I, I just feel like there might be a little bit of validity to, though. I don't want to say it's your form of protest, but like if you do genuinely disagree with a president that much, you you as an American obviously have the right not to grant him an audience. I, I, I listen. If LeBron decides to do that, I'm going to be like, well, you should have, but I don't think he has to. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's your right to do so, dude. If you feel like not doing it, then don't. It's his do right it. to do it. It's my right to feel uncomfortable by it a little bit and wish that he would do it. That's all. I'm not going to hate on him. I'm not going to boycott. I'm not going to not buy shoes. I'm not going to do any of this stuff. I'm going to sit there as an adult and go, okay, I understand you're not going to go. I wish you would. Like I always say, I always use this as a rule of thumb. My mom always said, Daniel, if you're you're sitting there wondering about whether or not you should go to the funeral, get dressed and go to the funeral. That's it. So I, you know, I don't have any problem with LeBron skipping staying at the hotel either. Like, dude, this is dude. If you want to protest and this is the way you want to do it, fine, 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 fine. And not staying at the hotel fundamentally different than not granting an audience. To way the different. You know, way, like, way, way, way different thing. I agree. Way different thing. We'll have Quinn Cook, Canton Charge player. He'll be on the air next. Hang on. Canton's Rock Station, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online at WRQK.com a little later this evening, 7 p.m. at the Canton Civic Center. Your Canton Charge take on the Texas Legends. And joining us this morning for the first time ever is Canton Charge player Quinn Cook. My man, thank you so much for waking up and uh, spending a few minutes with us this morning. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me. 
so I did a little research on you, Quinn Cook. Uh, it turns out, uh, for those of uh, you know uh, people out there that don't know, you went to Duke, which is a wonderful university if you want to be a basketball player. Uh, There's a ton of history there. Um, and I'm looking into this, man. It turns out, Quinn Cook, you're pretty damn good. Apparently, you got the Rookie of the Year honor uh, for the Developmental League. 19.5 points, 5.4 assists, 3.5 rebounds, 43 games, shooting 40, uh, 47% from the field. Connecting on a team high, 86 three-pointers. You shoot the deep ball, which is very popular in the pro basketball world these days. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I always uh, had the ability you know, to shoot the ball. I was... Always the smallest on the court. So when I was younger, you know, I never really liked to go in and get my block, sh- my shot blocked. So you know, I kind of wanted to stay out and, and shoot the ball. So that's become you know a specialty to my game. Quinn, I'm glad you bring up the fact that you know you were always one of the smaller dudes out on the court. Um, you know, the NBA recently and basketball as a whole has really seen a, a resurgence of the point guard position. What does that mean for you in your game and how you approach every game? I mean, I think it means a lot. I think it's a point guard's league. I mean, no disrespect to, um, you know, any other position, but I just think the point guard position is just the most loaded. And in the NBA, you don't have a night off. I mean, you have superstars at the position. You have, you know, solid players at the position. So, you know, I think it's um, a great thing for point guards to, you know, really um, emerge as, I think, the, the number one position in the league. So, uh, as we're talking to Quinn Cook, Canton Charge player, and uh, we're talking about your size and the fact that you're a three-point shooter in the league, you hear guys like Charles Barkley who have been out there on record saying that they don't, they're, they're never going to get behind like the girly type of basketball like the, the Golden State Warriors play and that kind of stuff. Does that bother you at all, what, what some of the older guys have to say about uh, this new school way of playing? I mean, I just think that, you know, uh, that's – no disrespect to Charles Barkley or any other old guys that, you know, doesn't like how the Golden State Warriors play or how his new basketball is. I just think that it's different. You know, they they didn't play in that. They're not used to, right. you know, having five, you know, guys under six, seven out there, um, um, not including Kevin Durant. But, you know, Draymond Green is not your traditional center. Um, you know, the Golden State Warriors, they get fast breaks and, you know, pull up for threes, but, you know, a lot of teams do that. J.R. Smith, you know, if he has a good look in transition, he's shooting a three. If Kyrie right. Irving has a good look, he's shooting a three. So, you know, I think that, you know, um, that's not how the older guys play. So, you know, they're not really accustomed to seeing that. And, you yeah. know, I, I, I just think that the, the young guys just, just still keep playing how they play. There's an evolution of the game, and obviously you as a player are going to have to evolve along with it or you're going to get left behind. So, I mean, it's easy for, for Chuck to say, you know, on the TNT studio, oh, I don't like the way that this game's getting played. Right. But we're talking about the two teams that just won the NBA titles and the Cavaliers and the Golden State Warriors who both shoot like Can't argue with threes. the success of it. Yeah, so, I, you know, I mean, I, I think Barkley, you know, you pay to talk and you have to keep talking, so that's probably what's happening there. Uh, Quinn, you know, you, uh, you have played for the Duke Blue Devils and Coach K, and obviously... Obviously, you know what a uh, what he's got to be intense, a, right? dude. I mean, what a what an honor for a basketball player. And you've also played in the NBA D League. Uh, give me some comparisons and tell me how you know the playing playing D one basketball and how playing D League basketball. How do those compare and how are the how are they different? Um, I mean, they're different. It's a different style of game. Um, I think the similarities are. I think coach, you know, uh, he, he he tries to run his program like a like a pro pro team. I think. You know, guys who go to Duke, 
you know, go play pro basketball if it's NBA, D League, or overseas. I think, you know, we're ready just because I think, you know, Coach K tried to get us ready for pros, um, you know, with our schedule, um, you know, various games on the road, um, you know, just uh, we were everybody's biggest game. So, you know, always knowing that we had that target on our back. And, you know, when we get to the league, I mean, or pros, I mean, guys, you know, you know, come for us. I mean, because, you know, we were at Duke and we were on TV all the time. And maybe a guy who went to a smaller college always saw us on TV. So, you know, I feel like I always have a target on my back. And, uh, you know, it's a good thing. It keeps me on my toes. And, uh, you know, um, I just think the difference between college and NBA, I mean, there's a lot more space in the NBA. There's a lot more space. Um, and in college, you know, it's, it's more compact. I mean, there's no defense at three seconds. You can run zones. And it's just a, a lot more film. I mean, here in the NBA and D-League, there's too many. There's more games. So kind of have to, you know, move to the next game quickly. But in college, you know, if you lose or, you know, you, you can spend more time on the game rather than, you know, game, game, game. So I'm going to get adjusted to it. Uh, I think, uh, you know, it was an easier transition for me just coming from a program like Duke. Uh, we're talking to Quinn Cook, Canton Charge player, and I would agree. There are definitely basketball factories on the college level that definitely seem to prepare guys for professional basketball players better than others. I would, I, You can make the argument, Quinn, that while playing for Duke, you definitely played in games that were bigger probably heavier viewed than some players in like in the NBA play on a weekly level. I mean, obviously playoffs and, you know, NBA finals is going to be a little bit different, but any run of the mill Wednesday night NBA right. game as a Duke player, you've played in games that were much bigger deals than some of those and it will prepare you for the lifestyle of a professional basketball player. And I think that there is a reason why like North Carolina and Duke and Kentucky always Zona. seem yeah. yeah, always seem to put guys into the league. Um I don't know if you've heard about this yet, Quinn, but the NFL is entertaining the idea of a developmental league much like the NBA has. Now, as you're benefiting from the D-League, I would have to imagine you would have to support other leagues looking into doing some of this, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think it's a good league. I think, you know, um, I mean, growing up or like when I was in high school or college, I mean, I don't think the D-League had a good rep. I mean, you know, to my opinion, you know, I think people look down on the D-League and, you know, honestly – you know, when I got cut by the Cavaliers, um, and my options were the D League and go overseas. I didn't want to go to the D League at all, just because of the reputation, and you know, I didn't, I didn't really know about it to be right. honest with you. I just heard that, you know, if you're not good enough to get to the NBA, you play in D League, and looking at it as a bad thing rather than when you go there and you, know, you get better and you have a chance to get seen by every NBA team every night. Right. And uh, you know, I didn't know. You know the 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 numbers of guys you know getting called up and and staying in the league after they get called up from the D league. So you know I put my pride to the side and then and I came down here and you know I learned quickly how good of a league it was and you know there's nothing to be ashamed of playing down here and uh, you know so if, if any other team like the NFL wants to make a developmental league for you know their league, I think it'll be great. I think it'll help guys. You know a lot of undrafted guys who. You know, are forced to go play in China or go play in the CFL. I think it gives them another chance to stay in America and, you know, be seen by the NFL. Yeah. 
yeah, every, I, every single game. I think there's plenty of people out there, you know, who, who have this idea of the D-League, but at the end of the day, really, what you guys are fighting for, what you guys are playing for, is that, you know, as soon as somebody blows out an, a knee in the NBA, as soon as somebody hits that in, injured point or whatever in, in the season, Phone you guys, uh, yeah, you guys get that serious look. You get that, you know, whether it's the Cavaliers, another team, or anything like that, you guys are literally one step away from the NBA, so I, I would have to imagine that's exactly where I would want to be. Right, exactly, exactly, and uh, I mean it's true, man. Like, you know, it's 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 really impressive. I was really impressed of how many people watched the D League last year, and you know, I would I would go to NBA games, or you know, I remember going to NBA All Star Weekend, and you know, just NBA players coming up to me telling me to keep working hard, or you know, I'll be there and stuff like that. It really opened That's my cool. eyes about you know how, how many eyes are really watching us. You know, in the D League. So, you know, I'm thankful for this journey I'm on. And, you know, I just try to use every day to get better because I know people are watching. That's Canton Charge player Quinn Cook. And, uh, dude, you have a great outlook, man. You know what I mean? You you have a really good outlook, and and that's you, that, that'll take you a long way. And I'm glad you, bring, you I'm glad you bring up you know those high school days for you and kind of what you were imagining. I'm sure right now there is a father listening who has a son who's a standout in basketball, or you know maybe maybe that kid's listening right now. What advice would you give to young up and coming players? Um, I think, uh, you know, you can, you could have the best support system. I think you have the best coaches, but I think if you don't believe in yourself, I think, you know, I, I don't think all that matters. True. I think, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a guy, if you see me, you probably wouldn't think I play basketball. Like I say, I'm a small guy, you know, not the most athletic, um, not the fastest, but I always believed in myself and I always took pride in working out and, you know, just being different. I think, um, you know, you can say all the quotes, you can, you know, watch all the games, you can do whatever you want to do, but if you don't believe in yourself, you don't believe that, you know, you can go to Division One college, you can go to the NBA, you can go overseas, I think there's no point in you even wanting to play. And that's, and I think that's anything in life. I mean, I would agree. You put, you put your mind on something and you got to obviously execute it, but I think you have to believe in yourself and you're going to have people tell you that, you know, it can't happen or it's going to be tough, but you got to remember why you're doing it. And you got to keep going. You got to keep going because everybody's journey is different. We're talking to Quinn Cook, uh, Canton Charge player. They're playing tonight, Texas Legends. Game starts at 7 o'clock. Pick up tickets, Canton Civic Center box office or cantoncharge.com. Quinn Cook, one more question for you before you go. I'm going to put you on the hot seat. You had said earlier in this particular interview that the, uh, the, that the NBA is a, point, uh, is a point guards league. So who's the best point guard in the NBA? Um, I think I think it's, it has to be Kyrie Irving. There you go. And, there you go. Uh, and I think you have to throw Russell Westbrook in there as well. Hard not to right now. I would agree. Hard, you know, hard not to mention Russell right now. He's dude. What he's doing right now is impressive. There's no doubt about it. It's like what seven straight triple doubles or something like that. It's been, yeah, it's, it's been crazy. Oh uh, yeah, seven straight. No, six straight actually. Is it six straight? Yeah, and, I mean that's crazy. And, but I think that. You know, if, if if I had Game Seven in the NBA Finals and I had to pick one point guard to go with, I got to go Kyrie Irving. Kyrie it's Irving, a Duke call. yeah, Duke brother, you know, holding true there. That's absolutely right, dude. <laughs> Quinn Cook, the game is tonight, Texas Legends, seven p.m. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you tonight at the game. No problem. Thanks so much for having me. No problem, man. Anytime you want.
Yeah, I would talk to Quinn absolutely again. Any you know, anytime can't charge anytime you want him back on, just let me know. I'd be happy to have him on. Well, considering I'm pretty much best friends with him now. Is dude, that right? Yeah, dude, we're co-workers. Is that right? Remember maybe the Christmas party, I'll talk to Quinn Cook. We'll be hanging out. Well, at least one of your jobs is gonna have a Christmas party. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. At game seven o'clock tonight. I may go to that. I uh I do, yeah, I do. I, I want to run down there. I want to check you out a little bit and dude, I want to watch Quinn play. Hey, uh, hey, uh I don't want to say a celebrity uh sighting might happen tonight, but Mama Fantone, I think, is making the trip down. Is that right? Right. Yeah, I think the old man and I think mom are coming down. Bigger and, uh... star than either one of us. <laughs> That's absolutely true. So, no, it should be a good time tonight at the Civic Center. Well, dude, get your boy on the list. Eh, see what I can do. All right. Eh, see what All I can right. do. All right. It might be time for, to leave Ohio. It might really? be time just to pack the bags and just get the hell out. We'll tell you why next. Hang on. Fine. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. One more time, I want to thank the Canton Charge for loaning us Quinn Cook this morning. Spent a few minutes with us uh, talking about the Canton Charge, D-League in a whole, as a whole there, and uh, that game tonight, Texas Legends in town, 7 p.m., Fantone's your in-arena host. Should be a good game. I think I'm going to swing by that one. Tickets started just eight bucks, people. See you there. It is a good value over there. Jeez. I mean, do parking super cheap, sometimes free. Uh, do the, the concession stand is reasonably priced. They've got dollar dog nights on a regular basis. I mean, I, I, I always, I always say, dude, people in Canton, nothing to do in this town. This town sucks, dude. I can't do anything. It's like, dude, you have a professional basketball team that you can go support right now. You know, it's interesting you bring that up because that kind of ties into what we're going to talk about right now. Okay. You've lived a bunch of different states, right? Yeah, too many. Uh, Dude, I've lived all over the country, so I've lived in a bunch of different states as well. And you're right. This is one of those places, man, there's nothing to do here. Nothing to do. The worst. And not just just Canton. It's kind of Ohio in general. Right. Right. It's just kind of, you know what I mean? And I think most places when you go there, people kind of talk trash about their town that way. Oh, no matter where it is. You're right. Yeah. You just kind of get sick of doing what's close to you and all that kind of stuff. So it's really easy to get into that hater mode, hot take mode of, oh, I was the worst place ever, right? It's kind of easy to get into that. But Ohio was just re- uh, just announced as a new study from uh, 24-7 Wall Street ranks Ohio as one of the worst states to live in. The, they, they looked at 10-year population growth, Okay. The October unemployment rate, poverty rate, and life expectancy at birth when ranking which states are the best to live in, while their top states included Massachusetts, Connecticut, New Hampshire, old money, uh, Minnesota, and New Jersey, and Ohio fell down to number 36. It says here, Ohio had the seventh lowest 10-year population growth, the 23rd highest unemployment rate, the 21st highest poverty rate, and the 14th lowest life expectancy at birth. Those are all things that matter. I thought this was going to be like, well, the sports teams suck. You know, dude, there's nothing fun to do there. And it no snows. Clubs. Yeah, I thought it was going to be that. But once you start talking about like poverty and unemployment and like life expectancy, yeah, I, you know, those, those seem very real to me. Uh, Ohio ranks below most states, but uh, not as one of the absolute worst states to live in. They uh, somewhat subpar socioeconomic uh, measures are likely related to more meaningful shortcomings in Ohio. Um, apparently, you can expect to live about 77 and a half years, more than a year below the average for people here and there. Uh, only 26.8% of adults in Ohio have earned a bachelor's degree. I'm not in that group. I, I said this yesterday. I'm high school educated. That's it. Well below the 30.6% share nationwide. Wow. Wow. 
Wow. Mississippi, West Virginia, Louisiana, Arkansas, and Alabama were the first five or were the worst five states to live in. Wow. What well, repeat those, I'm sorry. Uh Louisiana. Mississippi, Louisiana, West Virginia, Arkansas, and Alabama. Wow. I'm not surprised by that. I'm I'm not surprised by it. if they're going to you know factor in college degrees and like those kind of things. I'm not I'm not necessarily shocked that Mississippi's not going to be the highest there. I've always heard Mississippi's very poor. Um so I would imagine not not the greatest place to live. I've only been to Biloxi. That's the only part of Mississippi I was ever really in, but so I, you know what I mean it was like forever and a day ago. So I you know I don't know about now, but um I you know I I've been pretty frank about this before. Um, as a guy who's lived in multiple states, I mean, God, Nevada, Oregon, Washington, Florida, Illinois, here, uh, God, I'm, I know I'm missing a few, but I've lived a, you know, a few other places. Short term, not all of them real long, short term or whatever, but what draws me back to Ohio all the time isn't that this is a fantastic place to live. This is where I can make a decent living doing what I love to do. You know what I mean? But if I, I, I'm not sure out of all the states I've ever lived in, and this I'm sure isn't going to play all that well, I'm not sure I would choose Ohio again. Like if they said all things considered, same job, same money, although the money would have to be a little higher to live some of the other places because right. of the cost of living. But let's say, you know, the, the, the cost of living raise. I, I, I mean, if I'm being honest, give me a state with better weather. Give me a state with more people working and, and things like that. I'll, I mean, be hard to argue against. Like, uh, well, I don't know how many people work in Nevada, but like the weather in Nevada is fantastic. The weather in Oregon's fantastic. Miss that. M- miss the West Coast a great deal. I think people, you know, it, 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 you know, everyone has this idea of, well, if I could just make it to California, if I could just make it to Florida, if I could just make it to New York City, everything's going to be better. It's not necessarily true. No. If your life sucks in Ohio, it's going to suck. You're taking your it life is. with you. Right, right. You're taking your life, right. your habits, your, your yourself, problems. your issues. Yeah, right. you're taking all those with you. Um, I, I mean, I, I'm happy here. It's not right. like I'm like, oh, my God, I can't wait to get out of Ohio. I, the, the thing that, the thing that you know, and I think this happens to a lot of people, but the thing that certainly keeps me Ohio bound is family it's like oh well, sure i have such a i have such a support system here yeah i could go live you know across the country or, or somewhere else or, or whatever the case is but that removes me from a a very you know important part of my yeah, life that, that, that umbilical cord reaches from twinsburg to Gant. i really i mean <laughs> but, you know for a lot for a lot of people that's that's the truth i'm of it, sure is, sure is this is where you're from this is where your roots are this is you know where you have you know this this life set up and it's it's hard to walk away from I got to be honest with you, until it gets cold here, I never think about leaving Ohio. Like, I'm never like, in the summertime, I'm never like, oh my God, get me the hell out of this place. I never feel that way about Ohio. So weather is a, weather is a part oh, of it? Oh, huge factor. Huge factor. If it wasn't cold for months on end here, if it didn't snow here even, and uh, I, I would never think about leaving here. Like, Arizona is kind of where I want to be overall because of the scenery and some of the nature and like all that stuff out there. It's a pretty cool state. Um, it, that's a place I would like to be. Oregon is another place I would like to live again. Um, you know, I'd maybe choose one of those two places if I was like picking off a wish list. But uh, until it gets cold here, I never think about leaving here. Now, obviously, we're bringing personal opinions into sure, this yeah. and, and kind of what we feel. Um, but it's just funny to note that and weather wasn't necessarily a part of this study. No, not at all. It's funny actually. to note five of the states that are near the top of the list. Those are all New England. 
in the area, I'm sure getting hit with snow and blizzards all the time. Five of the lowest states, all down south, warmer region. Again, I think it's that East Coast old money. Your parents pass down money and jobs, and you work at dad's business, and you know you're going to like those those Eastern universities in Boston, and and right, it's that it's that what's that word? I believe it's called privilege. I uh, and I worth noting is hard well, to argue. Some of that's going to be that right at the top of that list. You've got five states that are traditionally blue states at the bottom of that state or the bottom of that list. You've got five states that are traditionally red states. I'm not like dude politics, but it's definitely something that jumped out at me. Hmm. I wonder. I mean, Baltimore not on that list. That's pretty. It's pretty democratic run there. I don't know if I don't know if there's an actual distinction there or not, or if that's one of those things that just happens to right. be like a coincidence. I don't right. know. Be interested. More numbers would have to come out before I could figure that much out. And smarter people. Maybe we'll call some of those people at some of those Eastern universities. Hey, dude, tell us what we think about this. But I would imagine that's part of it, is because they were talking about bachelor degrees and people right. going to college. Obviously, right. if you grow up and you're from like old Boston money, your parents are going to send you to school. It's just going to be the way that is. We'll close out the program. We'll do it next on Rock 1069. Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. We're online at WRQK.com. want to thank the Canton Charge one more time for loaning us Quinn Cook this morning. Spent the first part of the 9 o'clock hour with us. They're playing the Texas Legends tonight, 7 o'clock, Canton Civic Center, Fantonia in arena host. I'm thinking about stopping by that game. Kind of want to check it out. It's going to be a good time, man. Want to check it out? I always have fun when I go to those. Probably a good time for you to, uh, you know, maybe uh, maybe introduce yourself to uh, the Canton Charge Carol of your uh, favoring there. I think I switched teams on that, by the way. Really? Yeah, remember that? Really? Like we were uh, we were uh, we were doing Long Haul Against Hunger. We were broadcasting at the Giant Eagle, and they sent us a couple of those. And uh, those those <laughs> them <laughs> they. Sent- Hey, thanks. Yeah, no, a couple of the Charge Girls were on loan that day. Uh, you know, helping us with Long Haul. And I did. I think I switched sides that that morning because at first I was like, it's always been about the one. And then I was like, all right. Well, then I started talking. And now here's the thing. She did tell me. She goes, you know, I listen every morning. Ah. So that like moved her right up the list. It did. It moved her right up the list. But uh, yeah, I'll admit I've thought about that a little bit, a little bit. I'll put in a, I'll put in a good words for yeah, you. Yeah, you always tonight. say that, but then you don't. <laughs> you know what I mean? So don't lie to me. I'm just putting in a good word with Posse. Like, yes, Stansberry really likes you. I do really like Posse. That's my dude right there. That's good stuff. Um This is gonna be weird to address. Okay. But I've been called awful names all morning. Okay. I've taken hateful messages. Hateful tweets and all this stuff. And this is, I mean, do you wouldn't believe the names I'm being called online? And it's because I have not yet mentioned, and I was saving it for the end of the program. But people really do feel as if, man, if you don't do the show the way they want you to, they just feel like they can say whatever they want to you. And it's that we have not mentioned as of yet until this moment right now that today is the 75th anniversary of Pearl Harbor. And people all morning long have just called me awful names. How dare you? How dare you not have the respect to mention this? It's not that I hadn't mentioned it. It's that I hadn't mentioned it yet. And I, I just, I, I don't understand this. Of course we were going to observe it. Of course we were going to mention it. And what I'm going to say is, if you feel that comfortable calling me these kind of names, what are you doing about it today? 
If you're going to call me names and and, and question my by like like the amount of patriot that I am or the uh, the amount of love I have for my, what are you doing about it today? Are you, are you are you going to go help veterans today? Or, or is that what you're doing? Because before you start calling me awful names because I didn't do this at seven thirty, I want to know what your game plan for Pearl Harbor is. What's your game plan? Do I get to call you names now? No, I get it, dude. I got a public eye job, and it's like one of those things that people feel like they need to question. And, and you can. You totally can. But, like, it's your right to question me. It's my right to question you. Right? I feel like that's fair. That's all. Fair enough. But uh, I want to thank a, a, every veteran who's ever served. Obviously, we live in this great country, and, and you, you know, you're the reason why everybody knows that, men and women who have served their country. I, you know, obviously there, there, there's a ton of gratitude that goes across the board sure. when it comes to that. But I do think this, you know, shows. And as we sit here, I'm the 75th anniversary, and I don't know why that's more significant than the 74th. Oh, it's a or milestone number. But yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, a milestone number there. Um, uh, but when Pearl Harbor happened, and you know, December 7th, which you know, a date that will forever live in infamy, I, I just really wonder: is that the case? And you know, I'm not trying to be like, oh, well, the the Rock Morning Show didn't even talk about it. But you know, as we get 10 years from this, and 15 years from that, and 25 years from that, and I feel like the same thing with 9/11. Is this always going to be something that we like hold sacred and something that we, we we dedicate time to and kind of like you know show respect to, or will this turn into eventually like a lot of holidays do, where it's like oh, whatever I got the day off work or eh, you know it's Veterans or it's you know it's 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 Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day, but eh, whatever. It, it, it just goes I, to I, show. I think we're kind of there now. I I think if it weren't for the internet and reminding you of dates, would most people remember that date? I don't know. I, I know a lot of the older people probably. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But to the would younger generations, my generation and younger, are they going to remember December 7th? No, you may head scratch and go, there's something. Yeah, what is something. it? What is that? Something. What is that? But the internet now makes everybody it's like it's like facebook with people's birthdays right? right you don't have to remember anybody's birthday anymore facebook's going to tell you when it is you can be a you can totally be a crappy friend now i mean you know kids that are in high school right now weren't even born when 911 happened you know what i'm saying so it it, it won't Dude, be, think about that it won't be that long where you know essentially our pearl harbor the thing that really made that long lasting impression in our lives oh god for, in my lifetime for sure yeah very much becomes eh, it's it's ancient history yeah it's so far behind us and i mean i guess that's really where you know facebook and us and having the conversation with other people where you do kind of have to put a little bit of we do need to remember this in it i I would agree but there's also part of it like another reason why you don't make this huge big ordeal about it on the show is that the last thing you ever want is to talk about military issues and come off sounding inauthentic about it you do that career over Career over. It's a ter- dude. It's 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 like a worst nightmare situation oh, for terrible. us. Terrible. It's, it's my like, biggest fear. Hey, let's let's talk about something we both care he about. He hates or something. the troops. Right. Oh my god, that's like my biggest fear. Or he's pandering, or he's just saying that so he gets right. brownie points. I mean, it is. It, dude, there's you a gotta fi- you gotta fine line it. You gotta fine line it. And so instead of like hitting you over the head with it and doing all this stuff, I just simply was waiting to make a mention before the end of the program. And again, man, like you don't do something every minute of the day when people like they they want to hold your feet to the flame. And I get it. I always say this isn't my show; it's our show. I'm just the guy that hosts it. You know what I mean? It's it's this show belongs to you. So you are absolutely within your right to question. But the name calling, I just don't get it. Now, Jordan says it's also Larry Bird's birthday, too, butthead. Ah. Uh, Larry Legend there. Yeah, the hick from French Lick right there.
the hick from French Lick. Check out Fantone at the Civic Center tonight. He's your in-arena host for the Canton Charge. Aside from that, we are done for the day. We will be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. You guys have a great day. See you.